0: Val day. Now shut the fuck up and let me do my job!
1: Football fire! This is the Pyro Podcast, show 293, and we got a doozy for you tonight. On the eve of Thanksgiving, we are going to be dropping that goo, giving you that fantasy football knowledge like we always do. This show is called Week 12. Thankfully. And as usual, to the left of me, I've got Houdini across the way, i got Stag Party, I'm D-Rex, we are Pyromaniac.com, and we're excited because we've got some valve days getting thrown back by all three of us. As we know, usually Stag Town is uh, going with the monsters during the show because he's doesn't he's got work the next day and all that good stuff. He doesn't
2: have work the next day.
1: He doesn't got <laughs> shit tomorrow. Actually he's got a football good game, a little turkey ball, but He'll be a little hungover for that, and we'll be giving you the goodies. What's going on? How you doing, Deanie? How you doing,
3: Stag Party? I think we're all excited to talk fantasy. Good. There's a lot of shit going down. There's a lot of stuff. You got three games tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Some of you will get to enjoy that much more than I will. I'm going to, like, the Haunted House of Horrors, where... (laughs) Like you have to turn in your phone at the door. There's no phone policy, so I'm thinking of bringing a burner phone if anybody's got one laying around, just to drop in the basket. (laughs) Uh, I've got one for you.
2: (laughs) Just gonna drop that motherfucker right in there. just go to the bathroom. Every every you got stomach issues. I got to keep going to the bathroom. Check my phone. Check my phone. I'll give you an old
1: uh, an old palm, an old palm for a trio. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> drop that thing in. Like, oh, Just drop oh, it, it in there. Yep. That, in that's while. me.
3: Uh, and then they apparently don't watch football during Thanksgiving. It's like, what What kind of job is this? Like, <laughs> I might as well
2: be at work. <laughs> well, the best part is you said that they play family games. And what are the games that this family
3: plays? Settlers of Catan and... Like, they're like chess masters. They're, they're like rated chess players and shit. It's like so they have, like, pictures of, like, uh, Kasparov and Tommy uh, yeah, yeah. Fisher on the wall? It's sort of exact. Like, oh and then imagine, imagine that whatever you think that smells like, that's probably correct.
2: <laughs> Mothballs and... Well, it, I can only hope that the food is good. Yeah. I know, so.
1: If the food sucks, then if I, if I were you and you ever get invited back... I don't know. Either figure out a way to get out of that one, or maybe you bring like a stink bomb to next year's, and you, like somehow get that one going so everyone's got to evacuate. And you just you need to
2: you need to tell you need to tell demo to uh, to have you work <laughs> so you don't have to go. Sorry, honey. Just just it. say that you have to work. You just leave the house, wait till she's gone, and you get back. Home. Streaming, streaming on my TV. Big,
1: <laughs> big project.
3: Big project. <laughs>
1: That's All right, good stuff, man. Love it. Um, well, as usual, we're going to start with, uh, we're going to be going on uh, NFL.com, and then you hit schedule, and obviously we're on week 12, uh, as uh, the Stag Party mentioned. And We've got, you know what that means? No more bi-weeks. Bye bye bi-weeks bye are done. Full slate of games. We got three going tomorrow. The first one starts at 11.30 mid, uh, Midwestern time Central. So 12.30 is first game Eastern and it is going to be the Vikings at the Lions. Um, I think this game is going to be pretty sweet actually. Uh, we're going to start with the Vikings, the visitor. Um, good times all around on that one. We've got um, one thing I'll say before we go into this. Uh, if you have time and you're listening to this, uh, Pyromaniac Mo did a Vegas Vantage Point uh, piece for Week 12. It's Thanksgiving edition. Uh, basically, it's got the uh, you know the, the, the team implied team totals and all that good stuff, and then he does a write-up. Uh, that focuses on the three Thanksgiving games. So if you're doing DFS or if you're on the fence about um, a couple of players or whatnot that are in those games, that's a great piece to look at. Uh, giving a shout-out to you for a happy Thanksgiving, Mo, and anybody else that wants to check that out. So who wants to start out? We're talking about the Vikings. They made the decision. Uh, they're sticking with Case. Um, what's going to happen here?
2: Well, look, the Vikings are in a great position right now. It's sitting at 8-2 their biggest competition in the division is this game. So the, the Lions are currently two games back. This is a monster game for uh, Minnesota if they're able to win. Uh, the interesting thing you have the two teams in the NFC North that are both in domes, so weather is obviously not a factor in this game. Case Keenum deserves to keep the job right now. You, you, why would you make any type of a switch mid-season? Let, let's go back to last year. Uh, do we remember the exact same conversation happening with Dak Prescott and Tony Romo? Well, is Tony going to come back in? No. When you're winning. You is stick with the guy who's getting it done. Now, unless he has a colossal fall on his face disaster, that's a different story. It already happened this
1: year to Case Keenum. Remember in like week six or week six, Case Keenum was playing all right. Obviously playing a lot better the last four or five weeks than he was when Sam Bradford first went out. But Sam Bradford was kind of healthy, they kind of rushed him back and he came back and looked abysmal and then re-injured himself within the first half and Case was back in there. So they've already kind of tried to force something against Case and it didn't work one time. uh, But that was
2: also earlier in the year when things were going well for Bradford when he was in there so they were trying to force that issue back. But look at the things that that Case has going well for him. So coming into this game, you actually have a a running attack that you're getting some decent, pretty good production out of. Latavius Murray uh, had 15 carries for, what, 94 yards? And and he's the red zone guy, so he had the two touchdowns. You got McKinnon, who's still getting a healthy share of carries as well. He had 14, and he had seven targets in the passing game. So I think that both of these guys still become guys you can play. Uh, on a weekly basis and and feel comfortable. So, um, And obviously, if you have Adam Thielen, you love what what is going on there. I have some concerns about what my thoughts are for Diggs going forward right now because he seems to be uh, the guy that's really getting schmeiced in the offense right now. But maybe
1: this week, he's probably not going to get Slay or Slay out.
3: No, nah, Slay looks like he
1: good play, but okay, he's back. He's back healthy again. So he's isn't uh, Thielen the one who's going to have Slay on him? Which kind of yeah, ha- but hamper. Thielen
3: plays a lot of snaps in the slot, yeah, so we right. probably get away Both from a little bit more than Diggs. Uh, the, so th- there's a lot of different factors. I still like Diggs. Remember, just one week ago, Diggs went off for two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like he's been off for multiple weeks, getting five or six targets. It's really just been, you know, highs and lows, and he's becoming more volatile fantasy asset. Well, Adam Thielen's there for you every week with at least five catches, you know, for 60 yards, but then he has so much more upside than that. So that gives him, like, a top 10 weekly ranking. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody last week was like, how do you have Diggs so high, or how do you have Thielen so high? Like... Outside of Antonio Brown, who is more consistent than Adam Thielen? Right I now? remember that tweet. He's like,
1: we 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 just we don't have the same. Our rankings aren't are very different. Uh, and basically, you're like, uh, yeah, tell me more. He's <laughs> like, how do you deal at number one? And he basically said that you're like, the guy's as consistent as it gets. Um, you know, does. this was this they played for Thursday, so this was actually a tweet uh, from him on like Friday or Saturday. Like, Antonio Brown's already gone, had a nice game, but who do you put higher than this guy? And then probably, I mean, he he actually, there was a big week for wide receivers last week, but he bled it up.
3: Yeah, he finishes a top five wide receiver yet again. But he's got that upside, and he's got the safety of five catches. That's like Antonio Brown's great season when he had five for 50 for 24 straight games. Uh, So when you bring that floor, especially in a PPR league, a 10-point floor there's very few players I'm going to rely on more than you. So you should be locking in Adam Dillum into your lineups on a weekly basis. And
2: just to think about that, too, he had nine targets last week, but he's had more than ten targets the previous four weeks in a row. So, you know, that's a heavy amount of target share, and now that's two weeks in a row that he's gone over 100 yards. It's now three weeks in a row that he scored a touchdown.
1: Yeah, and he's killing it on the top positional weeks. He's just moving ahead of everyone. I don't know if I mentioned on the show last week. If I did, sorry. Uh, but uh, great, great article on the Players Tribune um, about Thielen and his road to the NFL. It's like one of the best articles I've read in a while. And if you don't know the Players Tribune, those pieces are written by the players themselves. And it was talking about how you know he's a Division three guy. Obviously, wasn't asked to the combine. Grew up in Minnesota went to one of those like third level basically uh, it, someone trying to make money off of um uh, pro days and basically they time you and they do all this stuff, and basically he got a four or five at that, then got invited to the uh, two camps. Uh, the Eagles and then also the Minnesota and no looking back got signed they, they basically gave a big signing bonus to another player I forget his name but he made the practice squad I mean it's just like the quintessential story of, of, of you know put your mind to it and if you feel like uh, you want to be a pro or you feel like you've got the goods put your mind to it and you can do it he actually got quickly I'll just end this he he actually had an opportunity to sell like paint or something like that, and he's like, he went to the guy when he made the offer, he's like, I want to make the NFL, give me a month, if I don't make the NFL, I'll take the job, and the guy was cool, he's like, alright, go chase your dream, and then he calls this guy, and he's basically like, I made the practice squad, thank you for the offer, blah, blah, blah. I mean, how great is that, That's so, awesome. amazing story, check that out on the Players Tribune, uh,
3: written by Adam Thielen. Going back to the running backs, Sorry, La- La- <laughs> That's La- a lot. Latavius Murray is running back six over the last five weeks and he's played just four games in that span uh while jarek mckinnon's running back 25 you know also the same four games in that span so it looks like Latavius murray and his touchdown opportunity is a guy you should be more opt to start in your slot because he's getting you know at least 12 to 15 carries on a weekly basis getting red zone opportunities for an offense that's moving the ball well. Uh, and he's the guy they like back there. While Jarek is more of the pass protector so, and you know pass receiver. If you look at their uh, splits on the season for receptions, uh, Latavius Murray has just seven. Jarek's up there, I think, right now. I think last week he had 35, and now he is up to... Uh, no, still at 35 now.
2: And the other thing that you got to keep in mind, too, is you got a defense that's able to get the ball back. This is why they're able to continually be able to give each of these running backs double digit carries on a weekly basis. So, that's another reason why you can feel strong about making them both viable plays. I, I,
3: yeah, definitely. So, I think you can have Jerick McKinnon more in that flex range. Latavius Murray is probably an RB2 for you this week against, uh, you know, a, a defense that can be beaten with the run. I think you can start both Diggs and Thielen. And because I think that, I think Keenum's an interesting starter against this Detroit pass defense uh, because they can just play different matchups and move players around, and he's got two explosive playmakers on the outside. In each of his last three games, he's had at least 17 fantasy points, so that's some pretty good production for you. Uh, This game looks like it's got some opportunities to shoot out because Matthew Stafford and that team will never stop throwing the ball because that's just what they do. Uh, so that gives a little bit of appeal to Kyle Rudolph potentially in the red zone as well, but he's more of a back end tight end one because he he doesn't have that hundred yard game type of upside. So you're touchdown chasing with him and looking for fifty or sixty yards. Yeah, he he's
2: back to becoming that just possession type of overseer. A, a uh, career nine point seven yards per catch average. This year's down to eight point seven. So uh, yeah, he's missed, not giving you the big plays at all. Cool. But he he has gotten seven targets. Uh, over or more targets since week five or four, so that's good. So he's he's getting the he's getting the looks.
1: Anything else uh, worth mentioning on, uh, on? Okay, let's go over to the uh, the Lions and um, you know I think something that uh, I think something that you can say if you're playing DFS. Um, in my opinion, I think uh, along with uh, Cousins, I think Stafford's got as much upside. Um, of any quarterback playing tomorrow in, in fantasy
3: uh, points being rung up, um, I think I'd play Case Keenum over Matt Stafford.
2: I, I, don't, I don't, I don't like you know. Granted, the uh, the Vikings defense hasn't been turning uh, teams over like they were uh, in in the last year, the year before, but they're still a tough defense, and in it's in mm-hmm. that divisional type game. Uh, the Lions, while they have a strong offense and everything they're doing. This is one of those ones where I think that they might kind of be forced to kind of get out of their game plan a little bit and just kind of, you know, more reactionary. I think, I think again, it's, it's kind of like they were with the Bears. The Bears should have won that game. Um, and, and the Lions escaped with a victory. I don't think that against this caliber of a defense
3: that you're going to be able to have that type of a game and come away with a win against Minnesota. Yeah, my thought is it should be more of a Golden take game. Uh, Which takes away some of the upside from the big plays from guys like Galladay and Marvin Jones. Uh, Especially Marvin Jones is probably likely to get Xavier Rhodes closed. Uh, So I'm looking at, you know, lots of chain movers to take. I think he's a strong, strong play. Uh, Jones is a guy I'll be a little bit further down on because of the matchup uh, across the field from him. Galladay in that third receiver role is a guy who could step up. Uh, against weaker cornerback coverage, so that's something that could be good. But did also, they're tough against tight ends. So Ebron doesn't look like a strong play. He's sort of a tight end too. Uh, when was the last time Ebron was a strong play? I don't know. There's been weeks. He's had weeks, but okay. He's had weeks, but you've never wanted to start him going into those weeks. So, um, and then you're looking at. You know, the running backs, is it more of a Theo Riddick game, or can they pound Amir Abdullah, which they don't typically do, or can Abdullah sort of keep his hot streak of scoring touchdowns going? Yeah, I, to me, I, I kind of feel like it's
2: a, a, they're phasing away from Amir Abdullah more and really going to more of that committee because Theo Riddick was doing nothing in the first, what, seven, eight weeks of the season, and now we've started to see him finally getting more integrated into the offense, especially with the amount of passing that they do. So in this game where I think that I would be more willing to start Theo Riddick just because I have a feeling that Amir Abdullah is going to have, I'm glad he's getting some targets in the passing game, but I don't feel that he's going to be able to be breaking big runs up the middle against this defense. And I think that that's going to create more opportunities for Theo Riddick, you know, who they're going to need to to be on the edge and and be more effective in the passing game. Loud train in the
3: background. I think we're good on this one, right? Yeah, Amir is just a flex type who, if you need 12 to 15 touches from, he's in play. Uh, I I don't see any of the big plays from him right now, which makes him a tough sell. Uh, So that's it for this game. All right,
1: all right. Let's go to the uh, middle game that through four thirty Eastern Chargers at Cowboys. We'll start with the Chargers. They're on a kind of a, a, a hot streak and, a, and an upswing. Um, what do
3: you think? Uh, is good matchup for Rivers and in, in, in the, in the team? Yeah, I mean it, it's a real good matchup for them, especially with how well they played last week against the tough Buffalo defense. Uh, especially in the secondary, but Keenan Allen fired it up, um, and you know Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler have started to put some things together. Is a little bit of a committee. It's still heavily, heavily in Melvin Gordon's favor. Yeah, let's but Eckler, you know, in the second half, he, he showed some spark.
2: Well, no, he's definitely showed spark, but. It was after the game was completely out of hand; they just pulled everybody. I yeah, yeah. Up until that point, I think Eckler, who did he finish with like ten carries? I, think, I don't the think game.
3: he had a snap. I don't think.
2: You know, know. I think I think it was twenty-eight carries for Gordon, and, and he didn't have any until then. So yeah, Gordon back down there. That was that was the only reason why I didn't put him on my waiver wire because I was watching the game like, is Eckler going to be part of this? And it wasn't part of it until the game was completely out of reach.
3: Yeah, but he still. But he but he showed the spark and he scored a touchdown. So. With the Chargers, I think you're starting Keenan Allen. I think you can start Phillip Rivers, uh, and you can start Elvin Gordon. Besides that, I don't know if it's going to be Mike Williams getting red zone targets or if it's going to be Tyrell Williams getting deep shots or Travis Benjamin getting deep shots. So it makes each of those guys like dart throw prayers at best. And Hunter Henry is even sort of seated back. Even though he's playing a ton of snaps, they're not asking him to be a, a vital part of the passing offense. And it sucks for Hunter Henry and his, you know, fantasy potential. But right there now, it's just not there.
2: Yeah, I did. one thing with Hunter Henry, I wouldn't be down on him for like for dynasty owners. I, I still think that there's a lot of upside. Antonio Gates is not going to be there probably next year, so that creates more. Barely there this year, after right? Got the touchdown. And, is and, playing. And, and again, they're still trying to figure things out here. You're going to you're going to have a probably a different receiving core by the time it's all said and done next year as well. So. I I don't if I had to choose between those those younger guys, uh or the, the dark throw guys, I think Mike Williams, this is where you want to start seeing some development from this guy. You draft him in the first round, you know, he misses all that time, now he's out there. Um you know I think they're still they're are they still gonna yeah. the hunt for a playoff oh, yeah. spot right now, so uh, you, you what's wanna, his name really like and you gotta start getting him integrated. So what does that mean? Maybe you're designing three, four plays wh- that you're gonna run for him in the game. But is he gonna is he at a point where he's gonna garner the type of anywhere close to the targets that Keenan Allen gets? No. So um yeah, it's definitely a crapshoot with those guys, but I kinda like the upside, just because of what they see in Mike Williams, what they want him to be, yeah. they don't get the chances.
3: I, I, like in a regular redraft league where you're starting three receivers and maybe a flex, I don't think he's anywhere near that consideration. Just because he's yeah. playing, mm-hmm. you know, 25 to 30 snaps a game, that's just too few for me to throw him out there, especially when then I use him vertically down the field. Uh, but long term, I do agree with you. Uh, flipping over to the count, or. We sort of going to the Cowboys but staying on the Chargers side of it. If you picked up the Chargers defense last week to stream against Nathan Peterman, cool. do you feel like you can stick with them? Uh Tyron Smith will be back if that makes any difference to you.
2: I still think I still say you can go with them and go with them with you know what goes well with them.
0: A Yeah Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, we're running this program now, JP. Show me where the trucks are. What the fuck? Eddie, Don't judge me.
3: Yeah, I, I do agree with you about sticking with the Chargers. Uh, Thanksgiving
1: pyro style. <laughs> Cigarettes and alcohol by Oasis is the opener. <laughs> then shut up and let me fucking do my job. Shut the fuck up, let me do my job. And uh, and abandon the plan,
2: wear the drugs, tropic
1: thunder. Oh, god,
3: we are we are real peaches over here. And I do think you can stick with the chargers as a streaming <laughs> option. You know, if Smith's you know slowed down at all, uh, that could give room for uh, you know, Melvin Ingram to rush the passer, Joey Bosa. You know, he's typically on the other side in his alignment, so you're looking at him like he's a. You know solid IDP play, but I, I like the defense as a whole because they're starting to create turnovers and get a ton of pressure, and, and that's been a difference maker for them. So I, I like the Chargers D, and, and you know flipping over to the side of the Cowboys with Tyron Smith back, it provides some flexibility for their offense because they've just flat out refused to run left without Tyron Smith in the game. You can look at Alfred Morris's charts. And, and he would just get, you know, three carries a game to the left. It was run and, behind
2: Fredericks, <laughs> run behind Fredericks, run behind Fredericks. Yes.
3: Uh, and the other 13 were up, right, you know, right guard. So, that, that's what you're looking at. You provide a little bit more diversity. Alfred Morris, you know, probably a strong play as an RB2. You know, is getting the volume. Uh, what, if they're going to stay in the game, you know, he's going to be important. But he hasn't been a successful runner. You know, early in the game, Mm -hmm. it's been when it's crap time. They're like, hey, do whatever you want with Alfred Morris. He's not going to take it to the house on us, but he can gain seven or eight yards for fantasy owners late in the game. So if you can put up points, that's when a guy like Rod Smith's going to start playing a lot more snaps. And you've seen his snap count be higher than Alfred Morris, you know, sort of over this two game sample. Mm -hmm. So if they're out of the game, Rod Smith becomes that passing down back to where they need to move it down the field. But without Ezekiel Elliott, this offense looks broken because they are pass, 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 punt on some series. They're not even trying to establish Alfred Morris. And, uh, and, and the passes are not even close. The,
2: the, the amount of broken plays that you see, whether that be because uh, of the injury on the offensive line, uh, doesn't matter. Dak looks lost. For the guy who was not throwing the interceptions, uh, make all the smart decisions. You see a lot of indecision going on right there, uh, out there right now. Des Bryant, there's he, he's he's getting sometimes he gets like in a rhythm where he starts to get a bunch of catches, but he's not gaining any significant he's like, yards. He's
1: like Jarvis Landry, two point They're
2: they're all slants over the middle, and then he gets tackled, and so you're not having any of the big explosion plays uh, that we're used to seeing from him. So you know, I, I mean, me as a Desbian, he's been a, a complete waste. On your fantasy roster, but it's one of those ones where, what are you going to do unless you have, you know, superior depth? You got to play the guy. It's just it looks so it looks so slow with this. And when he gets a touchdown, he's only giving you fifty yards or forty yards. It's not it, it's it's not like I don't think he's had a hundred yard game. I don't think he's even come close to snipping. He hasn't 100 had yards. a hundred
3: yard
1: game in this last 16, 16 games. Huh. They were talking. About. Yeah, he's it's it's been a,
3: yeah. I am still sick with Dez just because the targets are there. You know, targets are the greatest indicator of the fantasy success for any wide receiver. I'm sticking with them. Uh, I do believe they'll just start to turn around in his favor here. And, and, you know, against the Chargers, it is a little bit of a tougher matchup, but uh, I think he's more of a wide receiver, too, right now, and that's how you have to treat him. Uh, he's not locked in as a number one. If you have a better option, I can definitely see uh, how you go out and play it, but... You know, the other wide receivers, Cole Beasley, has been non-existent. Non-existent, yeah. Uh, you know, Terrence Williams is just doing Terrence Williams things.
1: Uh, he's, like, pretty much the, one of the worst um, worst number, wide receiver twos in the league. Here's how it works. I hate watching that fucking guy.
2: He's horrible, but here's how it always works. You own Des Bryant, so you're watching the game. And all of a sudden it goes, <laughs> Terrence Williams makes these four, three, four catches in a row, and all of a sudden he's got 60 yards, and then he won't do anything the rest of the game. But it's they just eat into each other's production. There's there. Dak is not throwing. Where Dak is scoring his points is also because he's using his legs and running. Oh yeah. So you don't have Dak throwing for 330 yards. So you don't have any. Any. You don't have a plethora of points to to put out there. So you just have. Crap, and these guys are giving you very bottom, boring numbers that just don't look good. So, I mean, yeah. to me, that outside the of, of it? yeah, oh, it's been horrible because you don't have a big play, you don't have any of this other stuff. To me, I, I'll, I'll start Alfred Morris. I, I'll probably start Dak if I have him, unless I have a better option over Dak, and I'll start Des, and I'm pretty much benching everybody else.
3: I agree with that.
1: Yeah, it's 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 brutal. Um, well, this just a quick question for people thinking ahead. Um, L.A. comes back in week 16. So, uh, if you're doing it smart, that's your championship game. If you're able to get there without him, do you think all of a sudden, I mean, obviously, yes. you're, you think it, in week 16 it's just going to all of a sudden serendipitously come back together and,
3: oh. I mean, he's got top 12 weeks in seven of his eight games played. It's not like he's learning the offense or... Been away for smoking pot for three fucking years, like other guys. <laughs> who you guys want to talk about coming back into the league? Yeah. But you know, you know, he went to Europe to train, so he's blocking out all these distractions, and he doesn't give a fuck anymore. He, he dropped it, and he's like, if I get back by week sixteen, maybe we've got a chance where, you know, uh, at the time maybe we're what seven and seven, and, and I can not, help.
1: They're him not going to pull it off. It doesn't look like, in my opinion.
3: Well, this
2: is the game you have to have. So, you know, cuz well, 5 and 5 now you can split them. Yeah, but I'm saying this is a if you if the, if you really have aspirations, you have to you got to win your home games. And so this is a must-win game for Dallas, especially since you've lost the first two without Zeke. So, you know, it, Get yeah. on it or yeah. get out. It's looked.
3: It
2: get in, it. get out. Get in, get out. We're gonna get on
1: to the next game, and we're going to the evening game, and that is the Giants at the Redskins. The Giants were able to beat. Uh, I, I loved one uh, tweet that I said uh, when I saw earlier. It was it was the uh, the Chiefs beat the Patriots and the Eagles. The uh, Giants beat. The Eagles, or no, uh, beat the Chiefs, and the 49ers beat the, the Giants. The Giants. 49ers the best team in the league. <laughs> <laughs> it was the dumbest tweet yeah. ever. But as a 49er fan, I was like, that's pretty fucking good. That's the way I'm going to think about it. Good job, Niners. You guys roll. All right, uh, Giants at Redskins. we we'll start with um, Eli. Eli. And this. Oh,
2: look! 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 look, look. Here's, here's where you start and end. Basically, there's two places now you can start and end with the Giants. You're ending on anyone in the passing game that's not yeah. named Evan Ingram, and you want to make a case with some of these other guys. You go ahead. You want to make a. Return. But Ingram Strong Shepherd. Okay, Strong Shepherd. Ingram himself is is is. is it's yeah. just one game. Like, okay, right. we're throwing out all the other games because he had one game that was. Okay, Here's your positive great. that you have Orleans Darkwood has been good, right? So you've been able to hand him the rock and be able to get him going. So that's given them a little bit more balance in their attack so they can actually sustain some drives. So, um, you know, you're not getting the 134 yard passing games from Eli. So thank God for that. But. <laughs> You're, you're still not having a, there's not a good volume of any type of offense out there to have with this team. So, um, outside of Darkwa, you know, because he's got the, the the touchdown potential when you're in that red zone. And, and Ingram, because of his potential at tight end,
3: I just, I'm not starting anybody else. Ingram. Shepherd sickness, migraines is what they're saying his sickness is. Uh he traveled with the team, so it looks like he could play. It's gonna be a last minute decision, but luckily you'll have all these guys on Sunday slate to choose. But from. is he gonna get Josh Norman? Yeah, I mean he no nah. Shepard Shepherd moves a lot into the yeah, slot. No <laughs> Uh Shepard just plays all over the field, so you look at Shepherd, he plays eighty four percent of his snaps in the slot. Not Norman's right. not gonna go there. That gives him a pretty good matchup against a guy like Kendall Fuller. Uh, Even though Kendall Fuller has been playing well this season and the Washington Redskins' DBs have been fairly successful. I mean, Shepard's like a wide receiver three, but a guy who could see 10 or so targets on the cheap.
1: Well, let's go. Yeah. uh, Oh, good call. Dini, you're rocking it. You're on top of shite. Before we get on over to the Redskins, do us a favor and listen to a word from our sponsors.
3: Sponsors, sponsors, sponsors.
1: <laughs> I hope the sponsors didn't play two of the same sponsor, sponsors, because I've heard that's happened. But it's double the, down, out double of down. my hey. hands. Hey. hey. You
2: remember that commercial?
1: I will. You know what? I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give a quick shout out just for something. Uh, Pod Vader, good, great guy. He runs um, the blog, talk, radio content side of things. Um, kind of exciting news and something that we're gonna start promoting a little bit now. Back again after we totally dumped them. Uh, they got bought by Spreaker. Um, so, or they merged. They got they merged. And essentially, what the plan is. Is to make blog talk radio and, and shows like ours and a part of their fleet and the content that they're able to um, that they've garnered over the years uh, through deals and, and like the one we have with them or whatnot and now Spreaker is more of the platform so Spreaker has a better much better interfaces they've got better apps they've got just a better it's a better platform for podcasting I've had a little bit of an issue in, in times past charging an arm and a leg for their broadcast pro plan or whatever. and It's expensive as hell, so we kind of bailed on it. And thank God this merger happened because now we don't have to pay for it. <laughs> it's back free. I still get those emails every minute. It's your last chance. This is my 700th email for you to join Broadcaster Pro. They say that I'm a sellout. But it's kind of cool news, and Pod Vader's a great guy. Obviously, an old school dude that comes from ESPN, and he's got his Pod Vader show. Um, just an awesome guy, and Amy uh, Domestico is awesome too. Uh, they've been great to um, the Pyro Podcast, so we're excited for that. They're gonna figure it out over this see, uh, season and the off season on merging it all together. But you will be hearing on the Pyro Podcast <clears throat> going forward. Us promoting and kind of pushing you. A lot more towards the Spreaker platform um, for good reason, and that's it. So, there you go. Uh, Let's go talk about the Redskins. Uh, We'll start with the quarterback. What do you got him ranked here? What do you got? Where you got? You got him pretty low this week.
3: Kirk Cousins? Cousins. I thought he was top five, so Uh, I have to double check that. He's, uh, yeah,
2: he's number two. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> At least he got him pretty low this week. Uh, we well, yeah, uh, only got
3: one quarterback higher than him. That's uh, pretty, pretty fucking under, low. <laughs> <laughs> number two, number two. <laughs> uh, Kirk Cousins is locked in play. Uh, he's done it against some good defenses now. The last couple weeks. Uh, Top 5 on the season now And now gets a, a weak defense Technically in the Giants They're on the second most fantasy points across the board uh, Two opposing offenses You look at how they stack up You know, Janoris Jenkins Has been suspended in the last couple of weeks DRC has been suspended They benched Eli Apple And made him a healthy and active Last week, so they don't know what they're doing At cornerback, Janoris did play a great game Last week, but is that thing sustainable? Are these guys really going to fight for a guy like Ben McAdoo for a long period of time? No, Ben, that,
2: that's already been. The, ben McAdoo's been a guy working just going through the paces, getting through the year. He already knows his job is gone. Well, so. you don't think that uh, that uh, come to
1: Jesus conversation that they supposedly had on uh, Monday or something, where it's like... He everyone, lost his job four weeks ago. I agree that he's lost his job, but you don't think... I think what he's maybe said to him he, as much as, hey, I lost my job. But you fuckers might lose your job, too. Well, that's, you're getting yeah. paid a shitload of money. I'm, not, I'm making a lot less than you. You guys want to stick around? uh is going to sign the checks, but if you guys are giving up, you're
2: not going to be around here very long. Well, that's 100% honest to God's truth. Anytime that you fire a coach, you're looking at all the players on the roster and you're probably going to get rid of at least half of them. So all these guys should not feel comfortable no matter what contract you have signed, especially in the NFL. But when I look at what's going on right now for Washington, I have you really got to like... The fact that they've been hit by injuries, it's actually given you more fantasy clarity. Uh, for me, I look at it now, Chris Thompson is now gone. Chris Thompson was your leading runner and your leading receiver. So now he's out. So now it's Samajé Pirine. Pirine P. is going to be the guy that they're going to get the volume of touches to. He finally showed some of those flashes in, in last week. So now he has a chance to, to re-get the job right for next year. Um, so I don't mind playing him because there's no one else that they're going to get they have to give the ball to anymore. The other thing is looking at the wide receivers. Pryor is now completely gone, right? On IR, out. Um, you have Down for the year. Yeah, I think he's on IR. Or, I don't
3: think they put him on IR yet because yeah. they said it could be a couple weeks. It thing. was
2: on my on my fantasy team. that said IR. Oh, nice. So I think he's done. Just, it,
3: I mean, you're not going to. Are done,
2: but the, the, the fact is, with him his uh, disappearance, you had the emergence of Dachson, yeah. which has really been nice to see. You've had the reemergence of Jamison Crowder, yeah. who has come back into his role. Back in his volume. Uh, so. You got Jordan Reed, who is in and out of the lineup, but Vernon Davis is very capable. So if Jordan Reed's not playing, you can feel comfortable. Jordan's out,
1: all right, or so, didn't did in practice. Right. I think he's been rolled out this week.
2: You can feel comfortable playing Tomorrow. Vernon Davis. So I look at this and I say, yeah, I'll, I'll play. Definitely play a Kirk Cousins. I'll definitely play a Josh Doxon as my wide receiver three-year flex. I'll play Crowder in the same type of position. I'll play Vernon Davis out there, and I'll play Pirine.
3: Yeah. Vernon Davis is probably top five play whenever Jordan Reed's out. There you go. Um, so lo- you can lock him into your lineup if you have him. Um, Pirine, I agree, he's probably a strong RB2 play. He really started getting it going last week. But the guy you have to watch out for behind him is Byron Marshall, uh, who's a running back out of Oregon who used to play running back, sort of switched to a hybrid receiver, running back at uh, Oregon. Um, now you're looking at a, a guy who can really catch the ball and move in space. He's one of those smaller satellite backs. So had, about, 70,
1: had 70 target, or catches last year for Oregon, right? Uh, a couple years ago. I think a couple, he's, a I, I think
3: he's been with the Eagles uh, previously, never really played. Mm-hmm. But uh, this is a guy who can catch the ball out of the backfield. He's a player in space. so if like P. Ryan's not Ryan doing that. Exactly. And they don't really trust P. Ryan in pass protection. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be looking at this guy Marshall as the uh, heir apparent to Chris Thompson for the rest of the season. Maybe he provides some value in PPR leagues. But I do think there is clarity that you could start uh, P. Ryan as an RB2 uh, you could start the two wide receivers and wide receiver three or flex spots. You start Vernon Davis, and you lock in Kirk, Kirk Cousins. Cousins to your lineup because this is just the type of night that he likes to walk out in the tunnel and say you like that. <laughs> uh, Good stuff. Yeah, He's Good throwing stuff. up
1: lots of yards. Let's uh, let's move on to our Sunday games. Uh, We've we'll, we got the Bills at... The Chiefs is our, our first matchup The Bills announced today That uh, they are going with a
2: Day.
3: Some people say She not all baby kids. Yeah They're going with Tyron Taylor at quarterback Well, when your quarterback throws five interceptions <laughs> In like the matter of minutes And you're like, well, there's one Well, there's two well, there's three. Uh, you sort of know it's bound to happen eventually or sometime.
2: Uh, that, the, the Bills are just a, kind of a joke right now. It's like it looked like they had things turned around, and then it's just gone into free fall. And it was right, like literally right, when everyone was like, "Wow, McDermott."
1: We even mm. said on the show, "This locker room, everyone loves each other." It was like this this hot thing, and then it felt like they read their own press, and then just like literally out of out of nowhere, it just just like uh we're not for real yet and this is not going to go sideways
2: well this is a game where i don't feel like it's going to go well for the bills the chiefs just lost to the giants the chiefs were starting out what with a 5 and 0 to start out now they've just become ultra normal and everything else they need this game as a as a statement game to say we're back in this in this damn race we're 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 a, a damn right a playoff contender Alex Smith has got to get his shit straight out, but the Bills, I don't... Going into Arrowhead, with all the problems that you're already having right now, I just don't feel like this is going to be a good environment. So, to me, that tells me I don't like this game for LaShawn McCoy, just because that's a hard stadium to play in, especially when they're coming off of the loss that they came and coming in off of. It, it kind of has that feel to me, this, this has that feel to me that that college game where it's like, you know... My Iowa Hawkeyes beat Ohio State, and then Ohio State goes out the next week and took Michigan State just to the woodshed. I think that's what's going to happen to Buffalo in this game. Yeah, I'm staying away
3: from most everyone on Buffalo. I, I think LaShawn McCoy is still in play because of his viability. As a well, pass I, you can't bench him. I mean, but I mean, I, I think he is more back end RB one than top five, you know, RB. Uh, you also look at his touches over the last three weeks; he's averaging just 11 rushing attempts a game. Uh, so he has been limited a little bit. And you never know when that groin injury is going to flare up on the field. So that prop- gives you some pause for concern.
2: Well, but last week, Toby, he, he was killing it at yep. the first drive or two, second drive of the game. Had the 70 yards, right? He had two carries in a row. It was like, oh, boom, there the 60 yards.
3: And then he just kind of didn't see the ball for a long time.
2: Yeah. But they kept turning it over. So. Yep.
3: Uh, it was very... Suspect to say the least, but I think McCoy is there. But you look at the other plays; Benjamin's going to be out uh, with his own knee injury. So you're looking at you know Zay Jones ascending, and you know we saw that earlier in the season. Maybe he's coming on as a player. He's made he's
2: made he looked a, a bit better last week. You know, finally starting to show some signs. But man, that, I don't that,
3: think he's a trustable fan. He's one of those dart throw type DFS play. Yeah, one of those dart throw types. The rest of the guys, you know, Jordan Matthews hasn't done much of anything the last few weeks. So you're looking at Charles Clay, uh, and Clay is probably a tight end two, back end tight end one um, because the targets just haven't been flowing his way. But you know, as much as of late. But it wasn't
2: last week. The first week he was back. So, two weeks. To three weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. But Tyrod Taylor likes to throw to the tight end a lot, and that's the one guy that he does have faith in. So I look at this as now that Taylor is installed as the starting quarterback, that I think it's a he's a viable option as a tight end. Is um, you know, they signed today, uh,
1: Revis Island joined the Chiefs. Does he play this week? Doesn't matter. Wanna know what matters to me? Is a battle
0: birthday?
3: <laughs> 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 going torpedo the movie. <laughs> torpedo the movie.
1: Looking at the Chiefs. I saw a torpedo trying to ram into Daisy the other day. It was terrible. Red red torpedo.
2: Oh. <laughs> oh, he had a friendly dog,
1: huh? Yeah, jeez, red rocket. Red rocket. And Dalton
3: was coming for yeah, her? <laughs> exactly.
1: I was like, that guy's that guy's uh, packing, heat. can you get your dog away from me? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Daisy? <laughs>
0: uh, oh dog. wait! I got a better idea. How about I send you a hobo's dick cheese? Go to town, man. Go to town. In the meantime, and as usual, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Best Tom
1: Cruise movie ever. Maybe besides Minority Report. What up? No, the other one
2: I like is the one one where he gets killed over and over and over again and keeps reliving the day. Yeah, and tomorrow. Yeah, I like watching him die again and again and again. (laughs) (laughs) And as usual, go fuck yourself. Fuck yourself.
1: Alright, I love it. Let's go over to the cheese side. Can I just start this? Is there any chance that if this, let's say they lose this game, and let's say that things don't. Continue to be kind of sucky for the Chiefs. Could Mahomes replace Alex Smith this season?
3: Sure, anything could happen.
1: Because it's it's back to Alex Smith one point We were enjoying two point in moments last year, and definitely in the first four or five games this year, where he's the number one quarterback in fantasy football. But it is right back to the
2: old dink and dunk. Check down, Charlie. Well problem is, has Kareem Hunt hit the rookie wall? Because the faith that they had in him and the way that he was dominating early, all the owners that have him have have seen that disappear. And so you're not getting any of those quality points anymore. You're not having as as much balance as as you had earlier in the year. Look, who are your viable, real options to throw the ball to? It's Tyreek Hill, who is not a traditional wide receiver who could just go out there and just man up and beat you. He's gonna have, you're going to have to move him around and do different things with him. Travis Kelsey is your best option out there as a one-on-one. You lost Chris Conley. You don't have you – know, so you, you have better options that are not there anymore. So, um, no, I, I, I think with, with those things that are depleted – the problem is you're not. You have Andy Reid. You have a veteran team. You have a team that still has potential to to do damage if they can be in the playoffs. They're still in a playoff hunt right now. So you're not going to see Mahomes until it gets to the point where they're out of it. And if it comes, maybe it's the last two weeks of the year. That's when it's going to happen. All right. Yeah. Um
3: Cool.
1: Yeah, I I I, the, I, I agree with that.
3: The Buffalo Bills have given up 45 fantasy points a game to opposing running backs. Over the last three weeks. Yep. Eight okay. games. So that's 135 total fantasy points. They lot. have allowed nine rushing touchdowns Woo! to running backs over the last three weeks. Just shut the fuck up and start Kareem Hunt. And they didn't, <laughs> and, and, and they didn't even play the Saints, right? No. Who had six rushing oh, touchdowns.
2: Oh, they did play the Saints. Oh, was that, was that the six rushing touchdowns game? Okay.
3: They did play the Saints. Uh, the Saints were the one who started all the destroying. Yeah. yeah. It's also the... Also, the Marcel Darius trade—that
2: is, that's the—that's a big—that's the big part that uh, people
3: aren't paying as much attention to. I, I think everybody's on it. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, by, by now you have to be. I mean, I mean, they've gone from one of the top run defenses to one of the worst, mm-hmm. and Jacksonville has gone from one of the worst to the best run defense in the league
2: since the trade. So this is one of those games that Kareem Hunt, who has kind of been stymied, but again. Perfect parameters to play this game. You're not playing it in Buffalo. You're playing it in, in Arrowhead. Uh, yeah, your favorites. You're playing. You're playing. You're playing angry because you just came off of a horrible loss. All these factors are saying, let's go back to what was working when we were winning. And, and, and if we burn ourselves out, we
3: burn ourselves out. So, but the thing is, people are acting like Kareem Hunt's not getting opportunities. No, he's getting opportunities. He's just Kareem like, Hunt's getting plenty of opportunities. Every twenty-two touches a game. He just hasn't gotten prime opportunities of red zone touches. He has just three touches inside the five all year long. He's not their primary goal line back, that, and they the, haven't even been in goal line situations that often. No, that's not, that's that's exactly right.
2: And the and the problem is is that you need to have the other stuff working. You need to have all the other guys working. This this is a team that is truly needs cohesiveness from and balance throughout their office. When they lose their balance, when they lose one one faction, everything else falls apart and, yeah. and then you, then Alex Smith becomes exposed, That's your receivers me. become exposed because they're put on islands because they're not respecting and they're, and they're
3: stacking the box and they're making it harder for you to do what you do well. Especially if the run game is stymied for a team like Kansas City. Then your motions and your quick uh, shuffle passes and the shovel passes and the quick tosses and all those things don't work as well when your run game on that backside isn't you know going mm-hmm. to the to the way you'd like. So there's that factor. But I think you're starting Alex Smith, you're starting Tyreek Hill, you're starting Travis Kelsey, of course, and you're starting motherfucking Kareem Hunt. <laughs> all
1: right, very good. Let's go on to um, the my favorite Titans game of the week. This is my favorite game of the week. Titans and Colts. I know Stag Party's got, uh, got Mr. Mariota pretty high this week, um, and for good reason. Uh, it's been kind of a, a, a fantasy football gangbang going on against the uh, Indianapolis Colts, and uh, there's no reason to think there's any going to be anything different here. Let's start with uh, whoever you want, but I know who I'm loving and hoping for the final breakout party this season, and that's my boy Corey Davis, who I need to play because he's a rookie in a lot of my leagues, but I think this is going to be the coming out party for the guy. Uh, Talk about the other uh, players that you want to.
3: I don't disagree with you on the Corey Davis party. I mean, he's gotten massive amounts of targets, uh, be it against some pretty tough competition, uh, now you're going to be looking at the Colts, who just remember before their bye week, you know, put uh, Vontae Davis on IR, then released Vontae Davis, yeah. and it's been a whole escapade. But now, but now you finally should see get to see some great matchups. They do have uh, this kid, what's his name, Rashard Melvin, who started to ascend a corner, but you no, know, I don't think you can count on that. Uh, I, I think Davis is in a great spot here, but also Rashard Matthews is in a great spot. He's been hot, yep. uh, and now Mariota is starting to, you know, get it going a little bit. Uh, he did have a bad game, threw a couple interceptions last time out, but now you're looking at it, and it's the Colts. They don't turn teams over, they don't get pressure, and with the line of Tennessee, you know, you're not going to get much pressure anyways. So like start DeMarco Murray, start Marcus Mariota, start Richard Matthews, start um, you know Corey Davis and even start Delaney Walker no, he, even I'm, though he hasn't scored a touchdown yet this season. I know he hasn't scored a touchdown
2: yet, but he's had nine or more targets in three of his last four games. The uh, as I just uh, from the promo on, I just finished the the, the bitch slap uh, for the second installment. It was late people, so I did bitch slap myself. I am a first timer. First time ever. First time Mitch slap. I'm always receiver. That's right. The
1: yes, judge. The judge can. I
2: discuss. was the judge, jury, and receiver on this one. I was everything. I took it all. I gave it all. Right. And I did not hold anything back against myself. <laughs> so, uh, but the Lady Walker, look, their offense works better when he's getting those targets because he opens things up in the middle of the field for the guys on the outside. So if you want Corey Davis to be successful, look, Delaney Walker, I, the days of him being the 100 yards and the bigger plays, you know, he's got a couple 80, 90-yard games in him, but figure him to get his nine targets, get him six catches, 70 yards, and then you got to hope that Corey Davis is, is going to make that ascension like we all think. And why? And, 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 but Rashard Matthews, you better be playing him on a weekly basis. This guy gets the looks, and he gets the deep throws, too. And
1: from your pickups piece earlier, he's still available. I'm 30% of leaks, I couldn't yeah, believe that. Couldn't believe it. But Delaney Locker dropped just the easiest touchdown ever in last Thursday's game. I think after that moment, kind of the team imploded a little bit. I, as you mentioned, Mariota was uh, throwing some... Uh, I, I noticed that in the game it was Mariota. So for now on, we have gotta do that Hawaiian "ta" at the end of his name. That's just wrong. <laughs> Mario "ta." they literally pronouncing it wrong. <laughs> Didn't it keep saying going out of the way to go "ta"? I, mean, I felt like it was "kantiki." I was like sitting on a.
2: I just keep thinking of the end of uh, Kill Bill Volume One, where uh, she slices off Lucy Liu's head. And she goes, "That's a real uh, Tori Hazel." <laughs>
3: The thing is, like, you don't have to go crazy with the ta. It's the Mary Oda, which is wrong. Mari Oda is correct. Oh, like, you don't have to go crazy on the ta. Ta ta ta. ta, ta.
2: It's like Alvin Kamara. No, it's Alvin Kamara. Is it? No, it's Alvin Kamara.
3: <laughs> You're a fucking asshole.
2: I disagree. <laughs> But he strong. he dropped
1: that he dropped that shit and whatever. A quick little sidebar while we're doing sidebars. Houdini came up with a mind-bending Facebook post today about the name of Van Halen's second album of Van Hagar, OU812, and where they
2: came up with it. So I was I was up late last night and Cheech and Chong's next movie comes on. So I'm like, well, I can't fall asleep. I'll, I'll watch this. And I'm like, and I remember seeing it as a kid, and I'm like, God, this movie is horrible. But I'm still watching it, and then it gets to a part where they're uh, coming out of some club, and they get into this, uh, he's sitting out, and the guy pulls up in a Ferrari, and he hands him his keys like he thinks he's the valet, like, okay, we've seen this many, many times. And the car drives off, and I, Relax. And I, I see imagine. this license plate, this blue license plate, and it says OU812, and I'm like, Whoa! whoa, whoa, whoa. And i like, so I, I I go back, I take a picture of it, and I post it on Facebook. It's got a lot of response. Well, to to be honest, honest,
1: I did a little research today to be like, how they name it or whatever. I think you're right. I think it was one of those things where was, Van Hagar was Easter down doing, He was down in like Cabo, getting all throwing back some uh, mezcal and some tequila, what have you, and he was watching the movie. Oh my
2: god, that'll
1: be the name of our next
2: album. I got a great rip for this one. I mean, I don't know how well it could be anything else because they're What eights- came out first? Oh, yeah. yeah. Cheese, and Cheese and Chong in 1980. John. And yeah, it's so early this is 1990 80s. whenever when this album came out. So genius. But, I love but it. I but was- I was always like, they named the album OU812, like the letters OU and then 812, like what the hell does that mean? And, and this was on the heels of 5150, so we, maybe we thought, okay, well, whatever. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. doing their number thing, but that's, that's, what, that's what it's got to be. Might be quickly. I know I'm
1: doing sidebars, but funniest fucking thing ever. Pop culture. We, 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 we deliver the pop culture. Check out um, uh, Brian Reagan's new Netflix show. Uh, I think it's... Uh, I'm spacing off what it's called, but he does the hilarious bit on how... on tennis... In the scoring of tennis, made me think of your number oh, okay. on the, the. Like why the te- oh,
0: love? Is, yeah.
1: It is it is not it actually it's not that amazing of a show. I love Brian Regan. He's like the funniest guy that doesn't swear, but his tennis bit is great. So check that out if you're a Netflix person.
3: All right, back to tennis football. Shoot over to the Colts, uh, and you're looking at a team like Jacoby Briss- or a, a player like Jacoby Brissett, and he's. No, he provides a little bit of interest because of the Titans' corners. Uh, and then you look at T.Y. Hilton and think this should be a game where he can have success. Mm-hmm. Dory Jackson has started to play better at corner, but he's also allowed some big plays. So T.Y. Hilton, if they can feed him some targets, I'm excited about him. But to begin the week, Jacob Brissett was still on fucking concussion protocol, which is something scary in its own right now that he's lingering into two weeks. Uh so that's something we're going to have to monitor because I'll be off every single cult on the planet if we were back to Scott Tolzien.
2: Oh, if, if Tolzien's under center, run for the hills. You exactly.
3: Just, you don't start anyone. It's a it's dead offense. But if Jacoby Brissett's there, I, I start T.Y. Hilton. I'm probably starting Jack Doyle in PPR leagues because mm-hmm. he's getting a plethora of targets. It's a second plethora of the plethora. 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 My favorite word is plethora. Oh, I uh, it. And then... You know, uh, Frank Gore and Marlon Mack, they're sort of eating into each other's values. But if you want to start either of them as a flex, I think you could do worse. Uh, So that's sort of how I'm looking at it. Uh, (laughs) And I don't think there's any other plays in this game. Um, Like, Dante Moncrief has been, like, touchdown or bust. Or big, big, one big play that ends in a touchdown or bust. And the rest of the receivers, we did see an ascension from Chester Rogers before uh, the game before the bye, where he had 100 yards and a touchdown. So maybe that's a guy who starts to ascend in the second half of the season. All right. We've said plethora too many times today. It calls for it.
2: Many piñatas? Oh, yeah. Many! Would you
0: say I have a plethora? Of piñatas. A what? A plethora. Oh, yes. <laughs> you have a plethora. Jefe, what is a plethora? Why, wapon? Well, you told me I have a plethora. And I just would like to know if you know what a plethora is. I would not like to think that a person would tell someone he has a plethora and find out that that person has no idea what it means to have a plethora. Forgive me a I know. <laughs> <laughs> All
2: right,
1: that's it. <laughs> Are we done? Can we oh, move yeah, on? Yeah. All right. Josh Gordon practice today. Ah, first time he's been on a... NFL practice field in three and a half years or something. Uh, oh yeah. Before we uh, talk about that we and all these other things we are going to listen to this. Nice. Why'd you say it
3: like Count Chocula?
1: No, I said it like... You gotta let a little more time because so it's hard for me to find these things when you <laughs> interrupt it. It's really hard. I need <laughs> like... I need five seconds. Um, it, I said it like Jerry, uh, or like George Costanza's dad, Mr. Stiller. Stiller's dad, too. It's weird that one guy can be two different amazing people's dad. Um, I said it like that, I don't know, because Houdini, you guys, I, I fucked up. Um, all right, let's, Josh Gordon, practicing, still feeling the same way he did before. Uh,
3: he still can't come back to the 29th, so talk to me then.
1: Okay. What else? Uh, let's talk about the Brown side. Anything exciting? Corey Coleman was uh, had, came back. Had a Corey, okay, a pretty good game.
3: Jackson out, but Corey Coleman had the best game by a wide receiver against the Jacksonville Jaguars all year long. Really? Doesn't mean shit, but that that's what happened. <laughs> Still exciting because I like Corey. Yeah.
1: Exciting
3: and new. It's another <laughs> tough matchup against the Bengals. I like the Bengals' defense here. I don't like Isaiah Crowell, so I think it's more of a Duke Johnson game. Uh, They still aren't feeding him the ball at all. Uh, You know, he's getting limited targets, but now that they're moving him outside to the slot and taking some shot plays to him, it worked last week. Maybe it could work again. Uh, Tyler Croft, or excuse me, David Njoku and Seth DeValve, uh, I don't see anything to report there. So, yeah, it's... Looks like Corey Coleman's your best play in this game. After that, maybe Duke Johnson, and you can sort of fade off everybody else. Agreed.
1: On to the next one. On to the next one.
3: Val, To the
1: next
2: one.
0: Okay, fuckface. First, take a big step back and literally fuck your own face.
3: <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Uh, looking at the Bengals, I think you start Tyler Croft like with with a lot of confidence. D-Rex <laughs> is broken. <laughs> well,
1: I, I, I'm just a, uh, we're, we've got like Thanksgiving gone. Go I'm shut. We're like Thanksgiving on the side of, of, of... gone. Right? <laughs> I don't want to say anything controversial. But <laughs> better going, not, I, I I have, I'll just... have
2: Les tell you in a second.
0: Look, fuck stick, I'm incredibly busy, so why don't you get the hell out of here before I snap your dick off and jam it into your ass?
2: <laughs> go, go. You go, sense. Go, sense.
3: <laughs> so, Leonard Fournette had the highest rushing uh, total of any player against the Browns this season with 111 yards, but it did take him uh, 28 carries to get there. I don't think a guy like Joe Mixon is going to see 28, 25 carries to break the 100-yard mark, so he's going to have to break a big play. I just really haven't seen that from him. So that puts him in RB2 or flex territory, um, and they've only allowed four rushing touchdowns to running backs on the year. Uh, so without that sort of maybe touchdown upside for Joe Mixon, you're looking at you know, a 60-yard, maybe 70-yard type of play, and you're hoping he's involved in the passing game, and even his involvement there hasn't been dominant.
2: No, but his involvement there has at least been better than what we've seen out of him running the ball. The, the average yards per catch, at least we've seen some of his dynamicism and athleticism and ability to and agility and, and everything when he gets the ball in open space. But he's running the ball behind that offensive line, which is atrocious. It's just—it's horrendous to watch. It, it, It's—it's basically—it's the old. It's not even three yards in a cloud of dust. It's—it's it's one yard behind the line, get hit and fall after gaining a yard. Yeah, it's a it, there's definitely a struggle. Every run
1: that that guy has had, other than a cup. Actually, his longest play was from a from a catch. But other than yeah. a couple plays that I've seen, and I watched a lot of their games because I love AJ Green, and you know we got to watch these games. But it is looks like an up, He's running the ball uphill. It yeah. is an uphill battle. You said it every time. He is getting first hit, first point of contact feels like it's a yard behind the line of scrimmage.
2: There's never a hole open where all of a sudden he can hit a hole and you can see his explosiveness. Because and when there is, he doesn't hit it. Because, and why is that? It's because every time you get the ball, you're getting hit. So no, no longer are you going up and attacking the line of scrimmage. He's getting the ball and being tentative
3: because he's expecting someone to come and knock him out of his ass. I disagree with that statement a little bit. Right. I think he's being too aggressive. Like He's just running into people's backs because he thinks there's never going to be a hole. So he's trying to get the two yards before everything else disappears. Like, but he's, the, but he's not being patient and looking for the hole. But then why is there, Why is he
1: getting ripped on by Le'Veon Bell for, comp, uh, you know, chopping his running style? Because Le'Veon Bell's like, dude, he's, he's be you. He's ripping on him for trying to do that... Waiting back there and doing the Le'Veon Bell ultra-patient style. I think there's both sides of it. Yeah. Um, where it's like he kind of was trying to do that. And maybe that's why he was getting hit a yard behind. And the offense line's terrible. We knew that. We know that. But uh, And then I think now maybe in response to getting ripped on by the best running back in the league. And the fact that he's like, this wasn't working. I've got to do that. Where it's just run doing that whole running in the back thing. The Jeremy Hill
3: special.
2: Yeah, I was I was trying to think of yeah, I'm, like, I'm like which guy and it's on the same team. But there's been other guys like that too who just don't have. It. That's what I worry about. It does he have the vision? Because if you're not seeing a hole, you're just running into people's backs. You you're obviously lacking the vision. You can call patients patience on one end or something's wrong because it's not college. You don't you don't get three foot wide holes anymore. You get you get you get a foot hole and you gotta you gotta squeeze through it and, and bust
1: through it. Long term I know for you in the Dynasty Leagues and then um, you know we'll, we'll quit talking about mixing but I'm worried because I think Marv's gone and you brought up earlier how when a new a new system comes in that's half right. the players are gone and whoever comes in what are the odds that they're gonna be a mixing guy? Well here's the question I'm gonna like a guy that's got that kind of the warts as you say from previous past and knocking girls out. Uh, that's my biggest fear for him, that he's got an uphill battle. Don't worry system.
2: about Marvin. Worry about the GM. If the GM goes, then you worry about Mixon. Because the GM spent a high pick on a, on a poor character guy. Okay, So if the GM has still got his job at the end of the year, then you can probably still feel at least more comfortable about mixing for next year. But it's also going to be one of those... You get a guy who gets put into a situation with a new coach where it's either you put I'm going to bring in competition for you, and I don't have any ties to you. You know they're making me maybe play you at the beginning of the year, but if I can find somebody else who can do everything that you're doing, and if you're not doing anything special, you will be out of a job. Yeah, the leash is short for running back before it even started. Who is the Bengals GM? I have no idea. That's why I said if the GM is still here, I have no idea who it is.
3: Apparently, it's one of the living sons of Paul Brown, and his brother is the senior vice president of player personnel. Wow. So, it's the Brown and Brown show. So, they're not fucking going anywhere. So, that sort of answers oh, your question. Oh, point. there you go. <laughs> better? Well, I feel like I could name every general manager in the NFL. I don't think I could have named that one.
2: I, I, I could either. So, here's the thing. So, <laughs> this, is, this is a great point, though. So, if you're looking at this in a dynasty aspect, the value on him is still high. The cost on him right now is low because he's done nothing. So if you want to buy a future, that's a future I would buy into, especially that you have the player personnel and you have the GM who are family of the history of this team. Well, uh, he's technically the owner. So. so they're not going anywhere. So if they like a guy, that's where it's going. Love it. Love it. That's Love great it.
1: Good call. Um, all right, we're done with this, right?
3: Anything uh, so. Anything else? We're
2: uh, about
3: cross, We're cross? about... Well, A.J. Well, Green. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's LaFell?
1: Uh, no. Not for me. I not on his face. Do you like A.J. Green in this one? Here's why I like A.J. Green, and I'm not going to look at the... I know the Browns haven't been... have been much... haven't been as terrible as you would think against certain positions based on our pyro power rankings, fantasy points against. But one thing that does... I know that it... Dalton had four touchdowns against his defense earlier in the year, and Dalton's got that Jake Cutler-esque and many other players previous to that, where against the bottom dwellers they roll. You can just keep it, yeah, and against the good teams, they just absolutely are atrocious. Can I give you a throwback?
2: Can I give you a
1: throwback
2: example? Yeah, I want to go throw it way back. I want to give you a visual. All right, hold on first, Jim Everett. Yeah, fair enough. Killed bad teams. Randall
1: Cunningham was
3: Even midgets gets a teabag Somebody.
1: <laughs> amen, amen. But Dalton's got that, you know. Dalton against like lesser hang on, opponents, hang on, hang on. fantasies it up.
4: Oh, come on!
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> that, was, that was more like I'm uh, not going there. But uh, <coughs> the old, the old porn star rim job. <poof> <laughs> oh What's up? Let's go to that <laughs> Yeah, hey, that's hey, it for this hey, game. Right. That's it. <laughs> just just to give you one more fire Let's move on. But Dalton he does good against lesser opponents. He should probably have a pretty big week.
3: Yeah, I um, like Dalton uh as a the streamer here against Cleveland.
1: Let's go Buccaneers at Falcons. So coming I, up coming up a nice game, Fitzpatrick. Can he do uh can he do
2: that again this week? No, I don't think so. I, I, look, I don't know how great of a, a game it was. It was okay, right? I mean, come on, again. It was big. He had a couple of, uh, plays from OJ Howard, right? This, is, this is uh, where, where the offense really came from. Mike Evans, twenty-four points or something. Yeah, I know. I know. Good for him. Mark, but, but but Mike Evans is not getting that. They don't have that strong connection going on there. He doesn't have that strong connection with Deshaun Jackson, so he can't like... So for those two guys, I, it knocks both of them down. Mike Evans becomes a middle wide receiver two uh, at this point in time. Deshaun Jackson becomes benchable flex, maybe. Uh, Cameron Brait becomes, to me, unplayable right now because now that O.J. Howard is starting to uh, assert himself a little bit in the offense, and again, this team is going nowhere. So... Especially for the Cameron Brake owners, I will tell you, fade, Tr- sell them if you can if, if you still have a not past your trade deadline, because simply that's well, how you take care of a computer. Um, but but simply because OJ Howard is what they want to see in the future and what they want to develop, and and he's been more of a hit miss, not many target type of a guy can't keep him on the field for as many snaps. They're trying to get him more involved. And if once you're out of it, you might as well just get him inundated yeah. and, and get him ready for next year so you can make a real push. Because you've got playmakers that can make plays. But my other issue for Deshaun Jackson is- has the time just gone by on him that that he doesn't have that speed anymore? Because we talked about it in the last podcast that he only had two plays so far of over forty yards and or over thirty yards. Well, I think yards. he had
1: a touchdown last week, which saved his week. Saved
2: his week, but again, it's it's kind it of was, Des, it was two say, it's depth. like Des Bryant when we talk about no, it. You it's scored a it. touchdown, but you're you're getting forty yards, so you're just you're putting makeup on a pig is all you're doing. So yeah. and Doug Martin, you're not getting. That real consistent run game. So this is a team Doug that Doug Martin's droppable. This team is floundering. This team has lost any identity. They came into the year where they were supposed to be a real playoff contender, be the team that was going to take over the division,
3: and they're at the bottom of it. Uber groping, What's up? I don't think Doug Martin's droppable. He had a bunch of big plays called back last week due to penalty. Okay. Uh, so if those would have stood, his numbers would look much much different. Okay. But Uh, That's not something you can also count on coming back. I do think he's a guy who belongs on your bench or is a deep, deep flex play right now Uh, just because of the state of this offense, the offensive line, how they're moving the ball in general. Can I ask you a question, too, because now that Dirk
2: Cotter is the head coach, right, they they elevated him up there.
3: Mistake?
2: That's what I'm saying. Is this almost a realization that we're probably going to have a new head coach next year, that they're going to cut ties with Dirk Cotter, and, and what does that mean for uh, a Jameis Winston? I mean, at least for Jameis, as I was saying, you know, a second ago, that they got young weapons there for him that are that he doesn't have to worry about having like a, uh, an empty chest of, of uh, a treasure trove like Mitch Trubisky has, Mitchell Trubisky has.
3: Uh, I mean, I I think you got to find a guy that Jameis is comfortable with, but it's probably hey, Jameis got injured, let's you know wait another year. I think it's going to be one of those things where, hey, you know, we had a chance until Jameis got banged up and then, you know, the season sort of fell into wraps when he had so many injuries. Like, he's going to get yeah, that injury. but inch. they also have he's to He's going to get that injury.
2: year excuse. But they I also don't. have to realize, though, but as you know that they have to realize, and I'm the biggest uh, Jameis Winston supporter around here, right? He was not performing at the level that they thought that he should be growing, right? We look at where Carson Wentz is a year behind Jameis, and he's ahead of him. And Jameis was and had all these different, uh, you know, stuff going for him, and it was supposed to work out. It
3: just hasn't done so. I know, but I, I think he just gets that one more year type of play. Right. But I do agree that you can't play Bray, You're probably going to play Winston, uh, Sean's that are. You're probably going to play Evans. Deshaun is that ultimate dart throw, but he really hasn't put it together with anybody. And Stag
1: uh, Party is a...
2: Vel- Mary. Mary. I love getting to do some sound bites for Stags. Oh, there it is. That you're Tommy. <laughs> I will literally suck your dick right now.
0: I told you, for the last time, I'm not a pussy! I'll cradle the balls, stroke the shaft, work the pipe, swallow the grating. Get it over here, buddy, let's do this.
2: Welcome back to Welcome back to Valverde Stags! I'm gonna play that when
1: <laughs> when Griff tomorrow at Thanksgiving goes, yeah will someone passed the gravy. I'm gonna play that. <laughs> He's a shut up, shut up You the Nope Oh god So what are you thankful for? <laughs> oh my god, tomorrow's gonna be awesome I'm thankful
3: for not having to talk about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers anymore Alright, moving up My mom's gonna be
1: at Thanksgiving tomorrow And I'm just thankful Or praying that she doesn't get too tuned up So that I She drives there So that I have to, If she gets too tuned up, I gotta drive her home mm. And then the double down that sucks is the next day she calls me like, will you drive me back to my car back in Evanston? So it's a double fuck job. <laughs> I gotta drive her home while she's tuned up and being a bitch, and I drop her off at home and then come back. And then literally seven hours later I gotta dr- pick her up, and drive her back to her car. So it's three ro- it's three rounds for me. Um, so basically I'm gonna like I'm gonna
2: put water in her drink. So So obviously, it's a very happy, warm, loving family that D-Rex is from, and you can... Go fuck yourself. Pretty much. I'm thankful for a lot of
3: things. You guys want to talk about the Falcons real quick? Yeah, let's do it. Start, Start them all. Start them all.
1: Start them all. Put them all
3: in there. I mean, I think you can play Matt Ryan as a strong QB1 this week against Tampa Bay. Um, I think you're starting Julio. You're starting to see a little bit more. It still hasn't all come together. We'll see about Devonta Freeman, you know, his comeback. If he's going to play, but if not, you start Tevin Coleman. My buddy,
2: one of our, our pyro pers- uh, subscribers, Corey, uh, so pissed off that the touchdown got called back on Corey Coleman. Cost, a, cost him his victory. It wasn't a touchdown, so. Good. I know, but it, good. Devonta, good. Co-
1: uh, you mean Tevin Coleman. Tevin Coleman. Coleman, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I gave every Coleman in the world.
3: Yep, yeah, but uh, you know if you're starting Tevin Coleman without Devonta Freeman, you should feel pretty good. If Devonta Freeman's playing, I think you could play them both uh, and not feel great about it. But Flexus are running back too. Uh you you're starting Julio. I think you could probably even start Sanu in this matchup against Tampa Bay uh, and Austin Hooper. You know, there's probably a little bit of appeal with Hooper.
1: So with uh, Sanu with. Uh Obj's news trying to become the uh, one-handed catch guy in the league for sure. I got a good story. I'll make it quick because I know I'm long-winded, but we're having a good time tonight. And fuck
0: yourself. Um,
1: basically, I went out on Monday, grabbed a burger over at the Dawson, um, and watched the uh, first hat, uh, second and third quarter. Um, had a nice double IPA, and the bar back there was doing a. Uh, one of those pick'ems, and basically it picked every game that week, and then it came down to um, him having on that Monday night game the over being fi- the over under being fifty five, which it hit, and the Seahawks winning for him to win fifty five thousand dollars. Oh fuck! And I'm buddies with the manager over there. It was like, and he I walk in. I'm like, well, he told me, he's like, dude, this guy over here. if If they go over 55 and the Seahawks win tonight, my bar back right there wins 55 grand. Uh So I'm at the bar eating, watching the game. Obviously, it didn't start out good. He's like stressed, like just
2: Well, and then he had had to have a point in in the early third quarter where he's like, it's over. It's over. If they finally come back, then there's
1: the field goal, then there's the missed field goal, Mm -hmm. they could have been tied. The poor guy, obviously, he ended up not getting the 55 grand. We were all rooting for him. But it was a, it was a nice little, like, rear, just checking him out. I didn't really talk to him about it, but I knew the deal. And um, that was a bummer. But that, that betting thing, God plays tricks on you when you're doing that sort of stuff.
2: But at least that guy didn't go out there saying, was he out there telling everyone if this happens on the way? No. I was because buddies, here's, I here's was one thing with. I would tell you. I was in uh, when the Bears played the Jets on Monday Night Football. I think it was like two years ago or two or three years ago. Um, so I'm out there with my buddy, and so we had we're out in Brooklyn. We're at a bar, awesome sports bar. I can't remember what the name of it was. Tons of people, tons of TVs. David uh, yeah, <laughs> and and we we do forget to watch all the Sunday games, so we're going to the Monday Night game. And this guy's out there, and he's got the big cigar. And I I'd see him holding the cigar, and I saw him smoking it, and I'm like oh, did you win? And there was a game. He had a parlay of six games. If he had this one game where the team was up by 14 points at the time when I went outside and, and he's sitting there and I go, and he's lighting it up and I go, oh, so did you win? He's like, oh, yeah, once, once this game finishes, I'm going to win like 10 grand or whatever it was. And I said, I go, because I'm like, oh, victory cigar? And he's like, and he lost. Other team came back, whatever it was, and my other buddy had gone outside to take a break, you know, from to get outside, and had also talked to the same dude. And dude, <laughs> I turned, yeah. I my buddy when we saw the game happen. I'm like. Jinxed his, jinxed his God was all over his ass in his victory cigar lightning. We talked rows. about
1: this in the show. At, At like eight I feel bad for this guy. I didn't feel bad. Any he's 40 eights, eights, it's like Caddyshack 101. You're like, How could I screw up on the best day of my life? Red Rivers! And then you get struck by Rat farts. Rat farts. We then you get struck by lightning. Whenever you think that you're on top of the world, God has a great way of chopping you down. Go, Stag Party.
3: Let's go on to this next game.
1: All right. Uh, Dolphins at the Patriots. Let's start with the Dolphins. Is Cutler... It's probably,
3: it's probably a Matt, Matt Moore. Matt Moore. It's will be better team. for you off if you want to start with the other guys anyway. Uh, it's probably the same thing unless you're a Kenny Stills owner. Like you trade Devontae Parker for Kenny Stills. But that's
2: <laughs> Kenny Stills with more. Again, it's that second guy who has that connection with that... The tertiary receiver, who's not one of the
3: top guys. Except Kenny Stills plays like
2: 90% of the snaps. No, I know. Well, oh, he, he, he's been out there. Look, especially since they don't have a running game now since they got rid of J.H.I. And, and they're having to formulate everything together. The, the fact of the matter is, though, Matt Moore looks to Kenny Stills. And they... There's a chemistry there of, I know when this guy's making his break and he's throwing him and he's hitting him on those breaks, when you see him trying to throw him to Devontae Parker, it's not there. When you see him trying to throw him to to Jarvis Landry, it's not 100% there. But when you see him throwing to Stills, it's like Stills comes out of his break, there's the ball, and it's easy. I don't understand it, but I'll play it. I I, I think I put, I think, was uh, was, Kenny Stills, I think he went into my waiver wire too, and it was basically... Can't, you know, if yeah. he's out there, more, if, and more I think I wrote, if Matt Moore is playing, you play Kenny Stills, so he's worth grabbing. Well, because Stills is the
1: number one. Yeah, and the most yards this this. 180
2: this yards yeah. this last week. Oh, yeah.
3: It's ridiculous.
1: What do you gotta say about um the other side of the, the the running backs? It's
3: the running backs are like flex options. I mean, if you look at it over the last three weeks, Damien Williams is RB fifteen, uh Kenyon Drake is RB twenty one. Is that standard? Yep. Wow, that's Amy Woods, that's
2: pretty high, especially for standard for him. I
3: mean, he had a big run last week. He had what a sixty-seven yard. Sixty-seven yarder, yard, yeah. And like he ended with seventy-eight yards on his other nine carries. Uh, so <laughs> it wasn't a great day, but they seem to be making it happen. I, but,
2: but do you feel comfortable them going into New England into Gillette Stadium? The Patriots, whose defense was absolutely atrocious at the beginning of the year, has corrected their ship and righted it or righted their ship, and. It's I I look at this I look at this as a game where the Patriots are, are going to jump out. In my opinion, they're going to end up winning this game with about 17 points. It'll be a bigger lead before it gets closer. And you're going to get where you're looking at Dolphins players. I think you need to be thinking about garbage time. You're not going to get a whole lot of production in in straight time. It's going to come late in the, the, mid, the
3: no, third. No, I agree fourth, with that. Fourth. I mean, you look at the last you look at the last two weeks. It's 10 for 54 uh, for C.J. Anderson and then 11 for 67. 11 for 67 for Marshawn Lynch. So these guys are doing it like b- uh, breaking off big chunk plays in limited uh, uh, attempts. I I don't know if any of them is going to get 15 to 18 touches, right. but they both could put up you know 50 or 60 yards on 12 or so attempts and then do a little bit in the receiving game to where they're – you know, just fantasy viable. Like, you don't r- really want to play these motherfuckers, but if you got to... <laughs> well,
2: this is the whole point. No one's ever playing these guys because they want to. Like, all these guys. One like, of the guys that we talk about, we're like, well, this is a guy that's a wide receiver, three flex. And that's when you have to, and you're like, shit. <laughs> right. We
1: always say, like, let's listen. you're playing Julio Jones. You're playing right. Antonio. So let's not talk about him too much. We're trying to talk about the deeper, more... Well, to, the it, ones it, you're it, actually That's always the case, right? On.
2: Right. We all know that you're going to start those other guys. We're telling you what you could expect. Okay, it's a down week, so maybe you need to adjust your lineup. But yeah, all of these guys are, it's like, this is where everyone always has the questions. We never get questions about who do I'm I start at number two. one and number one A. We get <laughs> a question of who do I start between these five garbage players that have these matchups.
3: Yes. Yeah, but I think you're starting Jarvis Landry because. He's showing touchdown upside. You're starting Kenny Stills if it's Matt Moore. Uh, I think you switch that to Devontae Parker if it's Jay Cutler. I think you know you'll probably see Kenny Stills ranked around 30 in the ranks, and then you know Parker 40 in the ranks. If it if the quarterbacks end up switching, you switch those guys. That's probably the way to play. Julius Thomas on the uh, at the tight end position. Not much to write home about. Um, let's flip to the Patriots. Yeah, let's go to the Patriots. Let's do it. Sir Brandon Cooks locked in. Cooks locked in. If really, Chris
2: he, Hogan's back. You know what? The, the thing is this now, if Chris Hogan is back, for Brandon Cooks, who's finally starting to seem like asserting himself more, finally having like him and uh, uh, Brady again, the timing down more, I worry that Chris Hogan becomes that wrench thrown into his uh, ascension right now, just because he also does a lot of the same things or being more of the outside receiver. Um, but the, those deep plays down the field, Hogan was getting more of those, as many of those looks as Brandon Cooks was when they were both out there.
3: Yeah. Um, for sure. I think this is a great week for uh, Gronk, too. Mm-hmm. He's had a couple of down weeks, but I expect him to get back rolling. Um, at running back, that's where the real question is. I think they can get up enough that Dion Lewis uh, is another option, and he's obviously the preferred option in the red zone right now as a runner. Uh, so I'm going. Dion Lewis is an RB2 locked in new lineups. Uh, you look at Rex Burkhead. You know he's probably a flex type play. And James White, even in PPR leagues, he's a tough play. He's playing like 25 or 30 percent of the snaps. Uh, ever since he's played 40 percent of the snaps ever since Rex Burkhead has returned from his injury, right. and that's limiting his overall upside and just targets. Some of them are going to Rex. So he's like a desperation flex in PPR now. And sure. Last, last
1: the, week it was Lewis played 26 snaps, Rex Burkhead 19, and uh, White was 17. And this is the worst one. None part. of those guys are getting that many. But you're still loving what you're getting out of uh, out of Lewis,
2: obviously. Yeah, but, but, but the problem is this is what your dilemma is when you own New England Patriot running backs. Is that you may have a three to four week stretch where your guy's not going to get used. But you can't bail on him because as quickly as your guy lost carries, all of a sudden they get carries back. And I wouldn't be surprised if by week 15, 16, it's back to Gillisley. Well, this is my whole point. <laughs> I'll bet you when you look at the end of the year, if you take for all the New England running backs that have, that have been out there, amount of touches, let's look at it from touches standpoint. The amount of touches from the top guy to the bottom guy, you're not going to have a difference of more than about forty. And just and that's that's like crazy when you think about like if you take like on a Le'Veon Bell to the top guy to the bottom guy, it's a 300 difference. You go to a team like that 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 really utilizes like Alvin Kamara and uh, and and, uh, and Ingram, Ingram. we basically get all the touches. But there's somebody else. The difference from the top to the bottom will be ridiculous. And the crazy thing about
1: it, you saw Ingram's game last week. the the uh, The snap count in that game was Kamara 46 and uh ingram 28 wow
3: trailing trailing trailing
1: it's moving it's distancing but that just shows you and it's it go back it's trail rates so no no when you're winning ingram gets the more yeah. of the ball of course when you're trailing it's going to be come here. but also it doesn't even matter because and they came back and won that game but it doesn't even matter because we've talked about this for years and i was i didn't buy into it probably until about 3 years ago and you and dog manickey always said there's it, it doesn't matter how many, it's better for a lot of players to get less snaps. And, and
2: I think Ingram's one well, of Ingram's those. Ingram's guy I think needs more snaps. I would love to get. More. I think he needs touches. Yeah. I don't think he needs snaps. Okay. I, I think he needs to touch more. I think on those 28 snaps he had, I think he probably touched the ball every time. <laughs> pretty much. Most every time. But I think he's a guy that I would love to get 25 to 30 touches a game. And hes he, I mean, oh, what you—you you know the stats. Over the last six
1: weeks, I mean, he's by far a number one running back. Yeah, he's dominant, right. by far.
2: Yeah. Um, right, Patriots? Anyone else? I mean, you're playing. Look, Amendola has also become a nice play, right?
3: You're looking at that at that flex type if, spot. If Amendola, it that depends on Hogan. So, right. If
2: Hogan's right. You're right.
3: Because Hogan then he's, he back. ascends to the number two wide receiver role. They don't have a guy like Malcolm Mitchell to step in. They don't have. Uh, You know, Philip Dorsett hasn't proven to be anything, so there's nothing there wide receiver behind Cooks and Amendola if he's in there, and Amendola's the guy they use in the Julian Edelman quick toss role, Mm -hmm. so we know Cooks' role is more of the getting vertical and getting down the field, Uh, and and Gronkowski is what he is, so I I think you lock everybody in, and we, we told you the running back order. Uh, let's move over to the next game, but before but... we listen
0: do, let's listen to, to this! Go! <laughs>
1: <laughs> good. You guys are amazing at that. That is good stuff. That
0: is... Was...
2: Uh, let me get this down. Oh, that's all I have? Well, that here. FUCK YOUR OWN FACE! <laughs>
1: I got Houdini on a quick, quick valve air audible. I don't that. Twelve men on the field. Houdini was stretching, and I went for a parade. Twelve men on the field. Quick, like
2: <laughs> you jerked me on that one. You jerked me big.
1: All right, let's go to um, Bears at the Eagles. That'd be awesome. That'd be awesome if the Bears pulled out a sneak attack victory. They beat
3: good teams this year. I know. They, that's what They've they,
1: this this they do they always done the last like ten years. We have they win when when they don't
2: need to. And we, we have beaten the Eagles when they've been a good team. We've played them a lot, but that's been in Chicago. It is not going to be a party. It's going to be a disaster. It's going to be. It's going. It, okay. Fuck your face. No, it won't be a fucking face. It'll be uh, it'll, no. uh it was no. Go. it's gonna be a massacre. <laughs> the Bears are gonna be in trouble. The Eagles defense is attacking. Uh the Bears are gonna to have to rely on feeding Jordan Howard early often and, and everything. Against the best rush defense right. in the league. And and it's gonna to be tough. But the bet the better news that you have if you're a Tariq Cohen owner. Tariq Cohen had been getting, like, no touches for about like, four weeks he's in a row. In the and they finally were listening to everybody in, in, in Chicago on all the sports radio and everything bitching about, why is Tariq Cohen, if you say he's your best playmaker, he's never on the field? And he was, he doubled his amount of uh, time on the field in the last game than what he had seen before. So, now you're getting them out there. Uh, you got to figure that the Bears defense is going to have a hell of a time trying to contain Carson Wentz. And Carson Wentz has so many different weapons... And this is also a revenge game for Alshon Jeffrey, So look for, look, look for the, the Bears to be probably trailing in this game. Early, often, I love Tariq Cohen this week. This is one of those, you're going to get those, those crazy type of yards uh, just because it's going to be lots of garbage time, lots of dump-offs, lots of giving them, them the opportunity. Um, I also think that the Bears are going to finally start to realize we need to have Cohen and uh, Howard on the field at the same time you just make Tariq on one of your wide receivers because he's better than, than Bellamy or anyone else you got.
3: Seriously. Uh, uh, get I'm, it. On the season, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles have allowed 40, 485 rush yards to running backs. That's 10 games, so that's 48.5 rush yards a game. Pretty easy math. Uh, in the receiving game, they've allowed 58 receptions and 417 yards. So Tariq Cohen does look like the stronger type of play. Uh, but I still think they're going to give Jordan Howard you know, 18, 18 to 20 carries because right. that's their only chance of keeping the other team off the field. Mm-hmm. And th- this is one of those quick strike offenses. So I-, I do think Tariq Cohen's got a little bit of flex appeal. Uh, everybody else uh, I'll be off of. Uh, maybe DeNantrell Inman in the deepest, deepest of desperateest spots um, But, you know, no Kendall Wright, no Marcus Wheaton, <laughs> and not no even Josh Adam, Bellamy. And
2: not even Adam Shaheen, who showed a little bit last week. you got to remember, he's basically been a blocking tight end. So, with him, they're trying to get him more involved. Look, if you want to make a, a dynasty type of a look on him, take a look on him that way. But he's available in pretty much every league. So, not even dynasty leagues is he owned. You don't need to be jumping on that ship right now. Let's move over to the Eagles' side of the ball. Start them all? Yeah, start them all. Okay. All the running backs, though? Okay, okay. Okay, here's what I'll tell you. Number one, Wentz is a guaranteed start. Guaranteed. And it is going to be so much better for him than this game could have been now that Leonard Floyd is out. So not having that fast pass rusher to get around on the outside. The Bears don't have anyone else that can get around on the outside. So all the pressure has to come up from the middle. Well, but is not Nakeem Hicks also hurt? So you have, you have all your, your top guys on defense are not there. Uh, Danny Trevathan, is he going to be there? I don't know. Jay Ajay, you're going to start that motherfucker. I'm going to tell you what. God damn it. Why don't they give, if they actually gave that guy snaps
1: and touches, Imagine what he'd be doing over those last two weeks. Can but, that change? Are they going? Are they ever going to do it? Or is it right I, look, now? You're, 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 they're you're still, still blunting it why up. Why
2: would you? Why would you waste him right now? You could have. You have all the opportunity to get him engaged and keep him fresh. You are in the playoffs. You are not 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 making the playoffs. So ah, you're the best team in the NFC. You're right. You're going to roll in, and if you can get J.H.I. to the point where he has learned. All of your two-minute offense, all of this stuff, and then you just explode him and utilize him in the playoffs. You're not going to have to go crazy with him in the regular season. You got Legarrette Blunt and Corey Clement that you can you can balance between. And Corey Clement has shown you enough pop and, and juice in what he's doing that he's going to get his 10 touches per game, and he can do stuff with them. It's so
3: true. I hate you. What's up? Fucking hate Corey Clement. Like. How are they still involved in this guy with Jay and Laguerre? What? Why do I hit his Kenyon Barner. Barner got that one yarder the, the, the five, in the five yard. Like, it's,
1: sort of it's,
3: it's sort of a wasteland back there. Like, yeah. These guys are flexes right now until we see Jay Ajayi take a bigger hold on the snap share. Because if we want to talk about snaps, uh, we. The Eagles snap chair, led by LeGarrette Blunt 30. 30. Clement, 19.
1: Ajay, 13. Barner, 2. One of them being a goal line touchdown.
2: Let me ask you this, guys, because this is one of those concerns that I would have. We know Ajay has the best ability of any of these guys in the backfield. Is this almost kind of an indictment that he can't learn the playbook that quick? No. That he's not out there? What you said first was was it. All right. I just wanted—I wanted to counteract
1: and just. Yeah, I think what you said was the smartest thing you said tonight, other than (laughs) the fact that you were like, "When we were like, I don't know if that's a good uh, opener." No, you're like, "We're doing Thanksgiving. We're doing go fuck my face." (laughs) That was the first smart. Go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) What else we got on this one? But I agree. Go
0: fuck yourself.
1: Is it, uh, it's, it's, it's tough to know. It's Ertz, it's Ertz. Jeffrey,
2: uh, at, you know, wide receiver. I would say this is, uh, hold on, hold on. I agree though, it's Jeffrey. I say, I'm bagging on Aguilar. I think it's going to be a big Jeffrey game. Thank
1: God I played Ertz in two leagues last week. He was crushing it, and I was in close games, and I played Ertz. Oh, you played
3: against Ertz. Against
1: Ertz, yeah, played against Ertz.
3: That was his Thank first you know, not top 12 week of the season when active. Uh, so he Close had been locked Bears. in. Uh, I, I still think he's going to be back and good uh, with how the Bears are struggling and injury at the linebacker. And then you're looking at, you know, Torrey Smith. Uh, he had a sort of good game last week. Aguilar's been the guy on a more regular basis. I don't think you could trust the, any of those guys' starts uh, it'd be like that dart throw we keep talking about, where they're desperate, desperate plays, uh, and then running back pecking order. It's still probably a Jai, probably Clement, and then Willard Blunt. And they have to be up big for Willard Blunt to see thirty snaps again, in my so, opinion.
2: But well, where do you have Alshon? Are you are you buying in that they're going to? He was the number one wide guard? receiver until I
0: nerfed him. So, and, because,
2: and also because, and also,
1: because he's, look, he's he's been coming on in the top positional weeks. I know he, he's the cover. He's the cover guy for top positional weeks. So I'm gonna post tonight if we don't call. It looks like this might be a longer show. Oh, but we got he, he's, been, he's, he's been coming on. I think he's got week nine and eleven. He's been a, he's been a top twelve. He's finally coming on. Well, when
2: you look I at what he was doing things. in like the weeks four through four, five through eight, in the middle of the season, it was like basically catching half of his targets. Yeah, it's like 35 targets and like 16 catches. He was like it was horrible. So. Yeah. Once you start getting that chemistry going, this is where again you know that here's the other one that we know as Chicago Bear fans about Elshon Jeffrey. What was the knock on him? He was a lazy guy. didn't always give it up. He's going to bring it to his
1: former team. And also, he's trying to. He, he guaranteed a Super Bowl victory today. So that oh, you dumb him.
3: motherfucker.
1: Dumb you ass. are so dumb. What a dumbass. He's on a one-year contract, so he's got it. He's try He loves this. He loves being on this team. He's like, "Fuck, I want to get re-signed for whatever fifty million. I don't care. I want to be on this team because we got this team's sweet, and I'm been on shitty squads." How yeah. about
3: Alshon Jeffrey declining to sign with the Minnesota Vikings for a bigger deal, and then you get the emergence of Diggs and Phelan you know, because he doesn't sign there. Was and there is,
1: it, also, it was a $64 or $74 million deal. Oh, it's a big kind of deal. Out. So 70, deal. 70, 64 or 74 maybe even $84 million deal he turned down. Isn't that the... For a one-year
2: test? myself. did Minnesota also offer another Bear receiver? Who Bernard Barian. Bernard Barry. They offered him a big deal that he didn't... He no, he, like, he went there. He went there. <laughs> he took it.
1: Is Fuck maybe, yeah, See, now, 10, 10, We, we need to, to take uh, the deal. We need to, to take the deal. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the next squad: Panthers at the Jets. We'll start with the Panthers. Well, Cam, top. We, I think Cam we talked about six.
3: We talked about uh, in rankings or in uh, scoring?
1: Uh, scoring.
3: Yeah, he's the top five quarterback right now. I believe five oh. or six. Yeah, but I think he's number one in the ranks against the Jets.
1: He uh, is number one.
3: You know, now that he's running the ball again. It's Cam Newton. Like, and when he's getting 7-8 carries a game, I think he's averaging like 67 yards a game uh, sort of since, you know, they changed, tweaked up the offense a little bit. Uh, they're giving Christian McCaffrey more snaps. Uh, but still, Jonathan Stewart had his, his best game of the season before the bye. Uh, so now they've had a week to rest, get a little healthier, They're going to come out. Maybe we'll see some creative plays for a guy like Christian McCaffrey. So I like McCaffrey this week. I like Newton. Uh, At receiver, you know, Funchess looks like the guy to be ascending. He looks, you know, uh, like a lot more limber Kelvin Benjamin, which is good. Uh, You know, they're not going to have Curtis Samuel, but they could be getting Greg Olson back. So this should be a pretty concentrated offense again. You know, running through Cam Newton, and that make, means for good things for his fantasy success.
1: Yeah, Cam's got seventy-four rushes on the season. Second best is uh, Wilson. Yeah, but how many
2: does <laughs> he have in the last two weeks or three weeks? That, that's that's the last couple of games that he's played. He's really been utilizing the run a hell of a lot more than he was. He wasn't running at all in the first five weeks. Well, of that's, the season. That, that's fine. I, I, I can't just uh, no
1: eight, eight. I see he only had three rushes for. Six yards. So, but he- no, no, no. But he- sorry, I'm in 2016. <laughs> five. So- no, but still five. He had five rushes for 95 yards. 95 yards, though. That's the thing. It's, it's the well, I was just talking about the attempts. All
2: right, well, how many attempts did he have the week before?
1: That? Nine. Nine. So- and he, the other one, the week before that was
2: eleven, nine, eleven. Right. So he's rushing more, which is great. Right. But that's on- what you want if you're if you if you're an owner of him. He that's when he becomes dangerous because you can keep defenses from rushing you, right? Because you can be on that rollout where where a play is breaking down and that defender is just going to kind of hang back and wait because you might throw it, or if they commit, then you run and you run past them. But there's no one there for another 15 yards to tackle him. He had a
1: weird game last week, though. Four four, uh, four touchdown passes. Not a lot of yards. uh, Yeah, four touchdown passes, which he's done, you know, he did once last year as well. but. Um, let's move on to the other. I love what you said. Agree, McCaffrey's getting uh, more opportunities. Funches is not dropping the ball as much as he has, but yeah, it, yeah, but he's kind of coming. He now, now that it's all him,
2: he's kind of coming down a little bit, isn't he? Well, it, it, I think it's 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 kind of a balancing out. Look, you all, you lost Curtis Samuel too. That put more pressure on him. Uh, you know, now defense. Where else do they have to focus right now? There's really not, nowhere else besides McCaffrey and Funchess that you really need to, to focus on. This is why Greg Olson's return is so huge for Funches. He needs that extra weapon out there to draw attention away. Uh, and so does McCaffrey. You know, it, it, So for all of them, the, the return of Olson is very crucial to, to their success going forward.
1: For sure agree. Wow, he's back. Um, Alright, what else do we want to do on this one? We got Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets. Alright, you guys
2: talk about
1: I don't want to talk about the
3: Jets. Stay. You want to talk I mean, about the Jets? Matt Forte likely out means it's going to be Bilal Powell and Elijah McGuire, so that brings Bilal Powell into... Flex range because they haven't just been feeding them, feeding the ball like they did when Matt Forte was out last year and earlier in the year. They like this McGuire kid, so they're getting him involved is the change of pace, receiving back at times, and it's just limiting Powell's overall upside. Uh, you know, you look at wide receiver Robbie Anderson, should probably be locked into your lineups. Uh, against Carolina, though, it's not a great matchup for anybody. Uh, Jermaine Curse you know, is going to be another 5-for-50 type of guy who, if you need you 10
2: not, so you are. You're saying, basically, that you're not starting any jet, I mean, with confidence, because... No, I, I'd start Robbie Anderson with some confidence. Okay. But I'm Curse Curley. Anything else, I, I'm... Curley is... ASJ. Saying, ASJ? Uh,
3: ASJ, he's probably... One of the top tight end twos, but I'm not say I'm not going to rush to put him in my lineup over a lot of other guys. Uh, you know, his, his effectiveness has sort of waned. He's been a touchdown or bust type performance, um, and you know, over the last five weeks, he's played four games, averaging like five fantasy points a game in standard. Uh, it, it just hasn't been. Great, yeah. He was on a stretch of three straight eight-yard eight, eight yard performances and then followed that up with 2.8, 2.0, and 6.7. So it's been hit or miss. I, I don't, my level of confidence in ASJ is just it's not high. I, I,
2: I'm just not high on most of the, the Jets this week just because Carolina is playing some of their better football than they have been throughout the year. Um, and the Jets are not at this point in time. Plain and simple.
1: <laughs> well, cool. I think we're, we're done with that shit show. Let's
2: move to the, to the West shit show, which will be a a sea bag uh, raping
1: of the front Maybe. Uh, first of the afternoon games, Houdini, only three of them. Um... But we we got three three, three tomorrow. Yeah, we got three tomorrow, so that's to be expected. Seahawks at the 49ers. Let's start with the Seahawks. Russell Wilson, after uh, last week, moved himself into the first position. He's the number one scoring quarterback on the season uh, in most scoring. Can I ask
2: this? Can Russell Wilson do what he does in the fourth quarter from the beginning of the fucking game? No. If he did, he'd be the best fantasy quarterback Hands down, runaway. he already is. But, but hands down, <laughs> runaway. Hands down, runaway. Why does he have to he's wait? Best quarterback in the league. Let's just fantasy say. quarterback. He wait. He is so good in the fourth quarter when they when they have to like make these games close because their defense is faltering. All of a sudden, he's like uh, ridiculous. But when you start the games, you watch him in first halves, and it's it's just I don't know if it's scripted plays or or, or what it is,
3: but it's, it's wrong go. I mean, I don't have much on the Seahawks. Like, you're starting Russell Wilson, and you're starting Doug Baldwin, and you're starting Jimmy Graham, and you're not starting any of the running backs, and you're not starting any of the other wide receivers. I mean, maybe you can make a case for Paul Richardson or Tyler Lockett, but which one? Who's your pick? Uh, I guess you can go Paul Richardson, because he's done it more consistently, But, you know, in the last couple weeks, he sort of fell back to earth as well. Um, So I'm concentrating it between Russell and Jimmy Graham and Doug Baldwin.
2: No, and I agree with you because this is one of those games that you figure if they do put it together and they get ahead, then they're just going to sit on it. Or if they
3: end up... I don't think they're physically capable of sitting on it. I don't know if they have a running back. No, that's true, but at the same time... I was excited to yeah. see that Davis guy at the start of that game. I'm
1: like, oh, whoa, they're trying to get a new a new uh, fella in the mix. Now, nah. Hurt. Yeah. Hurt, <laughs> but it just... it just, it, it Well, it see. happened
3: for a while. I think on his first four or five carries, he had 30, 28 yards uh, it or It piqued my interest. And then, then like... it really fell back after that and the offensive line got beat up.
2: I just, right. I just kind of have a feeling, though, that it could be one of those games. If they're up by... I... 18, 20 points, that even though the run is not effective, they're just going to stick with it just to run clock, and it's just going to be one of those dirty games. It's just not going to give you, you'll get great points in the first half, and you're going to go, there are no points in the second half for my fantasy team. Because they were sitting on it. Yeah, let's go to the other side of the, let's, let's make this
1: a quick one. This could be a sneak attack 49er game uh, one of those. It's one of those. One of those, looking, is what it was. one of those. looking past uh, kind of games. I know that uh, you've got hide uh, pretty high. This I know things change between where we're at right now and Wednesday night, and what 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 you're where they're at in the morning. We've said this some. Many shows and over social media. Make sure you check out the pyro heat index and um, make sure you check it out as close to the games as possible. I understand you got life to do, but uh, after those inactives that are first initially uh, announced on Sunday morning, that last hour of, of rankings is the is the most accurate rankings. But um, you you, you feel on Hyde's got a got a
3: week in them, I, I think. I mean, right now Hyde's just been so consistent on a weekly basis. Uh, he's always, you know, seeing that, you know, plethora of targets. Uh, you know, plethora. six, eight, nine, eleven, three. Those target numbers have been good for him, uh, even if his rushing has waned. Uh, but he's been effective as a runner as well when given opportunities. He's averaging four point two yards per carry on the season. Uh, he's got four rushing touchdowns, but they've come in spurts uh, against the Seahawks. I do think they're more apt to be beaten in the pass game right now because mm-hmm. you're down to just Earl Thomas from the Legion of Boom. Even Sha- uh, Shaquille Griffin, uh, the rookie corner, it uh, looks like he's going to be out with a concussion. So then you're down to a guy they tried to trade away, Jeremy Lane and, and Byron Maxwell, who they just re-signed off the street. Can Shaquille you really Boom. call him the Legion of Boom anymore? I, I mean- Did I ever say that right now? <laughs> No, I'm just. I'm uh, just no, you I'm can't. Just like, it's like.
2: Even you know, over the last three years. It's like. It he's fucking D'Artagnan guys. of the Three Musketeers. Well, but it used to be four guys, and now it's really only been three, and now we are really only got exactly. early top, He's D'Artagnan. So. He's the lone fucking so musketeer. So you just have the Legion of B. <laughs> yeah? No. Yeah, um. there's, all, <laughs> there's no um. <laughs> it's true. It's a four letter word. You subtract three, you get one.
1: Math. <laughs> legion was a terrible movie. Um, go on. Keep going with
3: your go. I mean, it's high. you're getting another start from C.J. Bethard, so the question is, are we ever going to see Garoppolo? Because now, after a bye week, you got to start questioning it, because Garoppolo was there all week putting in the work, trying to learn the playbook, getting on the same page as Kyle Shanahan, but now it's, hey, we're going back to Bethard. So now you've got to wait, wait. Maybe it's a two- or three-week experiment at the end of the season. Yeah, they maybe just be waiting until then, they get softer matchups. And And then for fantasy, you're not getting anything good because no. you can't start in the leaky first starts. No. Uh, and, and they're not going to go out and start them in the fantasy playoffs. No. It's, it's a long – you
1: can tell that this is – with Shanahan and with Lynch – York's fucked up so much over the four years that he got rid of uh, Harbaugh. They're like, why do we want to throw him into this mix? Let's just let him learn this offense. This has been a guy that hasn't been on the field in his entire career. What has he played Literally four games in the, right. in the NFL. Three. Well, he got um, injured. Yeah, in I no mean, third. he would have played more, but he got injured. So, like, what do, why would we do this? So, I, I honestly think that you could see them not even ever really playing a uh, Garoppolo this season. Well, not not for fantasy. Yeah. So, definitely
2: not for fantasy, but what's the point? I, I don't think they're crazy. going to because you're going to get killed. And, it, and if you're going to do that, you, you've probably been drinking too many Valbertis.
0: I'm a dude playing a dude disguised as another dude.
3: Shit. Um... If you look at the wide receivers on this team. There's nothing that really piques your interest. Uh, maybe Marquise Goodwin is the deepest, darkest of desperation plays. Uh, the rest of the guys, no. Uh, you know, tight end's not a great matchup. So you look at Garrett Selleck, George Kittle. Probably not. We don't even know Kittle's you know active status as of yet.
1: Yeah. Let's move on. Before we do so. Uh, Have another listen to a word from our sponsor
3: Singular sponsor
1: Sweet Thank you Uh, Alright we got the Saints At the Rams Saints have got obviously um, Pretty sick uh, Little run going on here But I think they lost their first two games And have won every game since right Yep Mm -hmm. Good
2: This game to me is the Rams, this is tough for them. They were in a great matchup last week, got crushed by Minnesota. What was great about it? That they had a chance to be uh, ascending themselves to the top of the NFC. It was great until the game started. That's going to be the same way that this is. This is contender-pretender. And this is you are Jared Goff going up against, hold on a second. You're Jared Goff going up against a Drew Brees who has all of the things going for them and the things that they also have uh, that they bring which is so important to this game is the running attack that we've talked about and this running attack that you can take on the road and that you can bring to LA and that you're going to be able to, to it, it's going to be a rough game for the for the Rams. This is going to be, the Saints have have really established themselves as the cream of the NFC crop right now, then in, in Philadelphia. And, This is finally where Drew Brees has failed before on the road because he didn't have a running game. That's why you don't play as well being a dome team going on the road. But this is a team that does have that identity. They're going to run at you, and they're going to run at you a lot. And Drew is going to do what Drew needs to do, even if it has to wait until the third quarter like it was last game or or into the fourth quarter where, okay, Brees... Take us back, do do breezy and things. Is Kamara the uh, rookie of the year? Mm. You know, it's a lot closer than if you would have asked that four weeks ago. It was it was straight up Where's obviously it? Kareem Hunt, but obviously now it's oh, a lot. No, it was Watson four
1: weeks ago. Oh, Watson,
3: right? But now it's, it's a hell of a lot more wide The thing is, how are you judging rookie of the year? If you're I judging it on the same track of MVP, who's most important to his overall team, then you're still saying it's probably Watson. Because, you see what they were with him? You well, see they, what they, they were they, without
1: him? I think they include, I, believe,
3: um, I don't know if they've ever wins. given
1: a, This is a team that's been winning, so... Have they ever
2: given a, a, a rookie of the year, though, to a guy that only played half of the, of the rookie no, season? No, it's no way really Watson's getting okay.
1: it. He He, deser- he would have deserved it. I would say he deserved, deserved it
3: as well. He, I mean, if yeah. he
1: started the season, it would have been different, but he... he I think it's Kamara. I think it's Kamara over Hunt right now.
3: I think it's Lattimore over Kamara. Oh, there you go. There you go. But, about. but oh, he's, he's out right now, right? Yeah, he's probably out to speak. Yeah.
2: But that's where you can also really go. Talk o- Let's just talk
3: offensive.
2: You know, I think he's getting one. offensive. One to crack his. Everybody's obviously a little bush from all this humping.
3: Um.
1: Yeah, I think you're locked into the run yeah. game.
3: I think you're locked into Michael Thomas because he's got one of those floors that you die for, uh, and we started to see a little bit more of that upside. It might not be, you know, coming with two touchdown games or anything along those lines, but you know the downside is still you know five or six catches for 50 or 60 or 70 yards it's pretty damn good.
2: Yeah and the other thing is I think with your um, ancillary players in this game so your Ted Ginn, your Kobe Fleener, I think they're they're harder plays because this is going to be more this is not a big also not a big Drew Brees game because I, I really feel this is defense and versus defense and you're going to have a running attack versus a running attack initially. Gurley is the way that they're going to want to come at you, and you're going to come at them with Ingram and Kamara. So, uh, Lattimore had his best game of the year. He did, but again, that was when they were trailing, and that was when they needed yeah. to make things happen. It wasn't. It's not something that you can count on okay, consistently.
3: And right. not. I don't think it's in the game plan for this game. My thing is the Saints are going to be real beat up on defense, so all that goes out the window. They're going to be without their top two corners in Lattimore and probably Crowley. Uh, so then you're looking at a completely different defense that's back to almost being a sieve.
2: Although <laughs> the one thing that they have going for them is that they're not going to have to face Robert Woods, who's out for a couple weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I'm he's the guy, not. I don't, I don't, I'm not sort of Robert Woods either, but Robert Woods has been the most effective player that they've had at the wide do you receiver. Like, do, you guys, do you like
1: Watts I know you're a Watkins guy. You're a Desbian. He's a Watkins. Uh, Watsian. I like the super good. I love
2: their I have ventricles. my fun with it. Yeah. Um,
1: but do you think now with the shoulder injury on Woods, it, are it, you going to throw the
3: ball you, to Cooper Cup, who looks like he can't catch a
1: dude? That guy, I, remember, I literally think I cursed the guy. You fucking on, cursed the shit cursed out of him. That, that I, I tweeted what was that week two or three. This is Cooper Cup as the best hands in the league, and every time I've watched him since, I'm not, even, I'm not even kidding. Every time I've watched him since, he's dropped and looked like an uh, A big no, but bird, or bird it's, touchdown. it's
2: always in the red zone. He gets the targets in the red zone and he's dropping touchdowns.
1: But he dropped it. He <laughs> dropped. He dropped the really first. he dropped the first down for like eight, 28 yards that I saw.
2: That was literally like, me. I, I, this is my <laughs> point. So I agree with you. I I wonder how long you can't trust the guy. He's on my waiver wire every week because. He's getting that volume. And he's always getting the looks in the red zone. You're saying, well, can he make the, the the ascension? And he's gone. I've moved him further and further down on the list. Like, he, yeah. if you go back to, like, my waiver wire after week three or something, he's probably... Week, I think week two, he was... He was probably the like, top three guy or something. And now he's, like, usually about the 14th guy I'm listing on there, or 13th, 12th, 13th guy. It's just... It's frustrating. Now with Woods gone, I look, I, I look at it this way... He'll get maybe an uptick of one to two targets. Sammy Watkins is a guy that doesn't get targeted at all. Now, is Sammy Watkins just a moron that just can't figure out routes, or is that a great route runner? Or is that can't run the because for whatever reason they don't look toward him, and when they throw to him, the amount of uh, target percentage is pathetic to, to target to catch percentage. Yeah, take a deep breath. That, 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 I don't know what to say about Sammy Watkins. <laughs>
3: Cooper Cup has sixteen red zone targets. That's ridiculous. He has eight catches and three touchdowns. There are four players with, or three players with, more red zone targets than uh, Cooper Cup. And we talked about that conversion percentage. They have seven touchdowns, five touchdowns, and four. Cooper Cup has three. Uh, when you talk about Sammy Watkins, he has thirty-eight targets on the season. Nothing. Uh, Oh, as we said last week, Odell Beckham still has more targets than Sammy Watkins. It will take Sammy Watkins at least 11 weeks to get as many targets as Odell Beckham had in four games. You look at Sammy Watkins, he has caught 24 of his 38 targets, so there's no problem converting. Uh, it's actually higher than his career percentage. He's averaging 17 yards a catch, and he has four touchdowns on the season, which is more than your guy Cooper Cotter. Do you want
2: to know who he is? He's Willie Galt. That's who he is now. But here's the question: he,
1: he, Do he, Wood Now that Woods has been out of this world, so now that he's for, out for, for two weeks, but that's for like, two, two like, weeks, like, like we're a talking, month. Yeah, right, we're yeah. Talking, yeah. But we're talking, we're talking now. Yeah, this week. Now. Is Sammy Watkins yeah. in in small leagues and in big leagues, and in smaller, and medium leagues, he's available on the wire. For good right. or, Is that a good reason, or yeah. he's
3: been on people's bench. Yeah. The one time Sammy Watkins had more than five targets in a game, he had <laughs> six catches for 106 yards and two touchdowns, and now you're going to get him going up against the Saints team without their top, top two corners yeah, yeah. and without Robert Woods to hog targets? Yeah, I'm in for this. I think he's a wide receiver, too. All right, so here's what he's telling you,
2: basically. Here's where, because half of the people, well, over most people don't have him on their team, right? Only one in twelve teams or ten teams in the league have him. But if you play DFS, this is the week to play him. He's going to be a bargain of a, of a of a deal, and you have all these factors around him. Who do you who do you like more this week?
1: Uh, I'm asking for a
2: friend,
3: Crowder or Sammy Watkins? Sammy Watkins. I like Sammy Watkins more than I like Juju. I like Sammy Watkins more than I like Des Bryant. I like Sammy Watkins more than I like, uh, like Mike Wallace, Devontae Adams, Corey Davis, Muhammad Sanu, Amari Cooper, uh, Jameson Crowder, Kenny Stills, Josh Dotson, Martavis Bryant, Deshaun Jackson, Michael Crabtree, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. That, that's where I'll stop. Um, and and that, that's just how I feel about it. Like, If this isn't the opportunity for him to shine and get a 10-target game, I don't know what is. I don't know. Like, if he doesn't get ten targets in this game, he just needs to. A, if they franchise tag him, fucking hold the fuck up because you need to be on a different <laughs> team that's going to give you targets.
1: All right, I love it. Let's. uh, I'm picking them up as we're <laughs> in, in my big money league. It's a smaller league. It's. I'm picking them up. So,
3: are we done with that team? Uh, yeah, I think you're starting Gurley. Um, who else is really? I, I mean, I do think you could start Cooper Cup too. Uh, is a flex type play. Everybody else will probably be off, and that puts you know Jared Goff in that streaming quarterback type of range. Uh, but I don't know if he has as much upside without with without the uh, sort of consistent play uh, of his teammates and Robert Woods his safety blanket. Alright, move on to the next one.
1: I'm, I'm in the m- m- middle of making some moves. Uh, when you look at the
3: next game. Jaguars at the Cardinals! We got the Jaguars at the Cardinals. So, on defense. Uh, but before we listen to that game, let's listen to this. Jaguars. You could start that defense against the Cardinals. Damn right. A Blaine gabbert led team. Absolutely. They've been one of the pickups of the year if you didn't draft them. Uh, They are currently fantasy's number one defense. You get the Cardinals who allow sacks. A guy like Blaine Gabbert who holds the ball too long and gives up sacks, uh, especially when he's going to be without a guy like John Brown. And J.J. Nelson's also banged up. So you're going to be down to Jeron Brown and Larry Fitzgerald so you can key in on Larry. Um, And that means good things for this pass rush. Uh, you know, maybe the best place to attack the Jaguars is with the tight ends. We saw Ricky Seals Jones, a former uh, you know college wide receiver. we start with the Jags, we are, but I don't really want to talk about the Jags. I Want to talk about <laughs> the Jags defense? I best, agree with it. That's the, the best part of the Jags. They are very excited They are. That's the best part of the Jags. You're right. The best way to attack the Jags is probably with the tight end. So you're looking at Ricky Seals Jones and Jermaine Gresham. I don't know. You know, out overall, how many snaps or uh, targets Ricky Seals-Jones is going to be. But he's a former wide receiver making a transition to the tight end position. He's a big fucking dude who, you know, is pretty quick when you compare him to other tight ends, when you convert him over to a new you position. You would start him this week? No. Okay. I, I'd probably start Jermaine Gresham. Uh, it is a desperation tight end play. Other than that... Uh, I don't want any Cardinals I don't I don't no, want no. Adrian Peterson because now that they have Marcel Darius they're literally the best run stopping unit in the league yeah. so well we, and,
2: and, and Adrian Peterson is not viable when you have Blaine Gabbard under quarterback because uh, under center because no one's scared of Blaine Gabbard so they're gonna do everything you can you're gonna shut down Adrian Peterson and you're gonna, you're gonna double cover uh, Larry Fitzgerald. and you're gonna force Gabbard to throw to the other guys. So you're right. Maybe Ricky Seals-Jones Ju- has some upside, but I'm not playing him, and I'm not picking him up for this matchup. I just slotted Sammy into my starting lineups. And as far as, uh, is Fortnite, uh, you know, is he playing
3: this week? I mean, he played last week. He didn't suffer any setbacks, rushed for 111 yards. I think he's locked into your lineup against the Cardinals. Uh, at wide receiver, Marquise Lee. with how he plays, uh, with his percentage of slots, uh Snaps in the slot, uh, which I like is the way that's better, that's better than that's sort a snot. Of snot. Snot, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I think of Marquise Lee right now. Uh, but he's well, not,
2: people, are, people that I we respect like a uh, Is that? she you know, but again, is this the matchup that you're going to get a DD Westbrook I big, mean, big play
3: out of? Maybe because you know the snaps for Marquise slot. Uh, Lee in the slot Have really dwindled <laughs> He's playing just 12% of his snaps in the slot this year And uh, what, 88% of his slots on the outside That means he's likely to see Patrick Peterson A uh, big majority of the time In shadow coverage That leaves great uh, spots For D.D. Westbrook If he ascends over Keelan Cole now, uh, And also it depends if Alan Hearns Is back and healthy
2: Yeah, And the thing with D.D. Westbrook is We know he has lightning speed and they want to see what they got out of them right now. So, <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a, but it's a
3: dart throw. That's all it is. It's a dart throw that I don't know if I could trust in a starting lineup. So I, I, else? I can't trust anybody but Leonard Fournette. Yeah. If so is there anything was. else to talk about in this game? No.
2: All right, moving on. The Broncos at the Raiders. Now, here's another one. So is it Paxton Lynch, right, that's going to be on the Paxton seven. Lynch. So Paxton Lynch is finally coming in. This team has looked lost on offense.
3: like So you're Paxton Lynch with an interim offensive coordinator. Mike McCoy was
2: fired, right? Versus an
3: interim defensive coordinator (laughs) who didn't also call the plays and ended up as Jack Del Rio's scapegoat in Ken Norton Jr. And, you know, this is one of those ones where, like, the interesting thing today is Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin did not practice. They refused to practice because they thought the firing uh, of Ken Orton was bullshit. Well, and that's
2: that's. That, this is another one of those things where why do you undermine? This is why teams don't fire coaches mostly during the middle of the year because or, and, but this is also a coordinator thing, and, and it also shows you where where was the defense in, in, in this team of the Raiders. Is a defense and offense that's divided, right? The defense has no respect for the offense because the offense has done nothing.
3: Well, the defense has been worse. The defense I know, been worse. <laughs> I
2: know. So it's it's Last lack of respect. That, no, but it's like this is what I'm saying. It's complete lack of respect on both sides. And so these guys are were and, and Ken Norton, like you said, was made a scapegoat, and these guys took offense to it. Now I would never. I don't care how tough you are, Jack Del Rio, Ken Norton. You remember who his dad was, the boxer. Yeah. You know, until he met Ali, was a badass mm-hmm. motherfucker. I don't mess with the Norton. <laughs> and Norton's a forty nine. Maybe Ed,
0: Maybe
1: Ed Norton. Ed Norton. I'll mess with Ed Norton, but that's about it. Ed Norton. Jr. Are we, are we he t- was Hulk at one
3: point. I know, now. yeah, but yeah, I was awesome more worried Jesus. about it's American so History X. Ed Norton, personally. What? I was more worried about. Uh, oh, Fight Amer- Club. American History X, right? <laughs> or oh, or, yeah, yeah. or Fight Club. Yeah. <laughs> Not, I'd fuck with the guy. I think he's club. more. I think he's American more, History X. Mel I think Schott. he may
2: be more in real life like Rounders, <laughs> talking a lot and getting beat up. I, I can deal with that. I right, no more Nortons. So let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this okay? This Broncos. Hold on, let him go. Uh, Broncos. He said off. moving on.
3: he let him go. <laughs> then so we're moving <laughs> no. on to the conversation of the football game. Go, Stegarty. <laughs> <laughs> The Broncos, you're looking at uh, a three-headed committee back there, but you know, leaning towards a two-headed committee with Devontae Booker and C.J. Anderson leading the way, and Jamal Charles getting like 10 percent of the snaps. Uh, so that, he, I mean, t- Charles is completely droppable now. Done. Booker is a guy who could pick up, and maybe you know, the new O.C. Uh, Bill Musgrave, who's formerly the Raiders' offensive coordinator. You well, know, maybe he's got some tricks up his uh, sleeve. Maybe I he picked likes up poker. Booker today in the league just said, Maybe he's the new guard. Maybe the C.J. Anderson is. Cry Fast didn't work. Maybe it is that. It's a big question. CJ Anderson has been effective. He just hasn't gotten those touches like we talked about last week. He, he's picking up chunk plays, uh, you know, scoring touchdowns on occasion, but without the last, uh, with the lack of passing game viability and his ability to just stay on the field for a big number of snaps, it makes it tough for him uh, to establish fantasy points.
1: Those snaps you're talking about, Booker last week. Again, we know there's game script, there's whatever it is, but Booker 48, C.J. Anderson, 29, and uh, Charles, 4. So, Charles dropped mo- and And C.J. Anderson's fumble was in the 4th, right? Or was that in the 3rd? I think it was in the I fourth. don't
3: remember exactly. But,
1: so that just shows you that, like, the new guard, Booker is... Might might be a uh, second-round pick last year. Um, might be finally getting his due.
2: Especially well, look, the new he- system, I guess. I agree. Not a new system, a new coach. No, and, and it's a new coach, and, and CJ Anderson is just not that great. So you start looking elsewhere, but elsewhere. But the problem also is that Booker looked so pedestrian at the end of last year. Who's to say that they're not going to go and look for a replacement in the offseason? So, well, but I don't know we're talking about we're now. talking about right now. We're he's got listen. He's going to get the opportunities because he's Books shown he has shown that he can do it in the passing game now. If they can give him more rushing attempts. And start showing it there. That'll get the big difference. Uh,
3: against so the Raiders, right. Against the Raiders, I do think C.J. Anderson's not a bad play. Uh, the Raiders' defense is still bad, and if your guys Khalil Mack and Bruce Irvin setting the edge are, are fucking malcontents, uh, then you've got some problems, you know, stopping the run game. Uh, and, and then at the receiving core, we've never seen Paxton Lynch be successful. At least Brock Eisweiler was making... Um, Demarius Thomas a viable fantasy wide receiver again, but Paxton Lynch has been a guy who's been scared by the rush Just scared in the pocket always trying to move around get outside and find the angles But it it just hasn't worked. He, He drops his eyes and it just hasn't worked So it's a scary week to start any of these guys what you're saying. Yeah, this is the scary week like uh, if you have him, you're probably still starting. Demarius Thomas is a wide receiver three. Emmanuel Sanders, you know, missed practice again today. Uh, so it looks like his ankle injury is just lingering, which is an issue altogether. So if I don't have to start Emmanuel Sanders, that's something definitely I'm looking to do is bench Emmanuel they Sanders. He's <laughs> uh, yeah, You know, at tight end now, they've got nothing with A.J. Derby, you know, being put on IR and then released. Uh, and They released him? Yep. Yeah. You looking at the guy named Trailer now.
2: Roughly. Yeah, Trailer. He's. <laughs> I, I, I saw him. I'm like, is this uh, the guy? He passed away. Tractor. tractor, tractor, trailer. Yeah, yeah.
1: Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Yeah. Are, got, we, done, are we done? I got the
2: nothing. The the Broncos. Can we move the Raiders? Yes. Let's move to the Raiders. Is car droppable? I don't know if he's droppable, but he's definitely benchable. I mean, you're, you look. I don't he's, care two quarterbacks, he's a, he's so a, he's,
3: He gets fucking dropped. Through. He's a
2: double pitch slapper. He's he's soon to be a third. So St- he's he's proven a stag party. Yeah,
3: we were right. right. He's proven us. We were, we're wrong. wrong. We were wrong. Go fuck yourself.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is this: I, I the biggest issue I think for Carr is the fact that they have no running attack. No one no one respects their running game. Everyone knows that all you're doing is you're guarding three players on this team. You're guarding Amari Cooper, you're guarding Michael Crabtree, and you're guarding Jared Cook. And you don't have that sounds hard. I know, right? That's like so you're really guarding two people, Uh, and there's one that you're putting a cursory thing on. But you're not getting any production out of this running game. You're not getting anything from Washington. You're not getting anything from Lynch. You're not getting anything that is causing defenses to have to focus and pull attention away. Derek Carr is not 100% healthy, it's obvious, um, and just it, this thing just went completely off the rails this year, and at this point, when I think about the Raiders and think about playing them, I really think about not playing them. I, 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 I like Jared Cook, maybe because I didn't invest a lot in him. Amari Cooper, I think uh, there are so many guys, I look at all my leagues that own him, that have moved him to the bench and just are not starting him, even though he has... The name, value, and the cachet—they're
3: just done with him. What if yeah. I told you Jared Cook is the best play over? I believe you. Yeah, yeah. that's what he just said. No, like the best play in this game. Or I believe you. Anyone? I, I believe like- you for sure. So to- I don't—I don't want to go
2: against the other guys on the outside with, with Crabtree and, and, and uh, Cooper. Your better options are fighting against the safeties and the and the, the linebackers with Cook.
3: I mean, the Broncos are allowing 11.8 fantasy points a game to opposing tight ends. That is the second most in the league uh, against wide receivers. They are much, much tougher, as we keep talking about with the Denver Broncos. Uh, They haven't allowed that real one elite game. Uh, I think their high game on the season was an 84-yard game by Alshon Jeffrey. Other than that, you know, you're getting minuscule, maybe 10-point games. Mm-hmm. And, and if I'm counting on a 10-point game from anybody, it's not going to be Amari Cooper. It would probably be Michael Crabtree. Yeah. But uh, I'm benching both of those guys if I can uh, because their career numbers in the last three years uh, against the Broncos are awful, and so are Derek Carrs. And this is where you've got to be smart.
2: Look, no one's on by anymore. There's no reason to just force a name into your lineup. Be smart. Look at the matchup. And play the right matchup.
1: Yeah. No, it's it, it, it's not looking good for uh, the Raiders in any really capacity. They're it's a long easy the first six weeks, Crabtree was awesome. Yeah. Coming back down to earth. There's not been any moment at all where you felt comfortable with... Uh, obviously, Omari had the huge game. Yeah. Scored nine or ten points last week. But... It's it's troublesome. in the one thing i in the eye test and watching the game this week, and they keep saying and watching the games in other weeks. They are dropping so many passes. It's like the team almost it, it, it almost feels like they don't really want to win for Del Rio. It
2: just it, it's 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 back to square one. Anyone that's in a dynasty league, I'm I just in a league where I had a tough tough run, I had to sell Le'Veon Bell, uh, but I got Amari Cooper was part of my return. I think that you guys in Dynasty League should look for him as a, as a buy-low candidate. Because how many more years does Michael Crabtree have in top level? By the time he got to his top level, he was like Robert Woods. He was in his fifth year. So now he's like, what, going into his ninth year or something at this point in time? So if you want to play Futures... Bet on Amari Cooper because look, you, they've invested in Derek Carr. He ain't going anywhere. Okay, this terrible is, investment, but but it's the investment they made, so you're stuck with it. And the other investment you made was in Cooper. These are the two guys that you only two guys that you really have on offense that are young and
3: under control. Can I this, stick up for Carr for a minute? Go for yeah. it. Uh, wait. I, I thought, you I'm I thought you wanted to stake in <laughs> I mean the thing is With Derek Carr He's one of the best Top 15 quarterbacks in the league Top 12 maybe If you want to get Argued semantics over a couple players Sure Like he's one of the better quarterbacks in the league So if you don't have one of those You have nothing So you pay the guy And your investment doesn't fucking matter Because if you don't have it Then you end up like a team like Chicago Bears Trading up for one spot in the draft to draft the guy and, all the and up- hope he can turn this into fucking Derek Carr. Right, and all the
2: other positions are easier to fill either by patching with the band aid of a free agency pickup or, or overloading it with multiple draft picks uh, than it is to find a
1: quarterback. This is the reason why I spend more money to buy a nice IPA over a Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'll try just to get a that
3: here.
0: No we open a big league That's
3: the theme song for the Jefferson Ain't nothing wrong that. Are you out of your mind? What? You really need help And yeah, just because the theme song Don't make it not true <laughs> <laughs> Alright Debatable So, on Thursday <laughs> Or on Sunday Night Football We've got yeah. the Packers at the Steelers The Packers But before we get there Let's uh, listen to this Listen up Train. We're done listening. Yeah, all you heard was is a sudden crescendo of a train coming. Actually, <laughs>
1: <Absolutely. laughs> this
3: is pretty funny. Uh, we've said this before. People are
1: like, I hey, hate the audio, is terrible. Hey, we do this in my uh, lovely little little place, and for God knows what reason, I didn't really think about uh, where I got this place. And You could
3: have chose the other side of the building? <laughs> <laughs> there is.
1: Uh, the L in one. There's the Amtrak. There's uh, to the left. It's just this feeds it all in. But guys, we looked into doing some studio stuff. We looked into doing a WeWork. We looked into all this stuff. It's just more fun to be able to do it here. So take us for our for our fantasy huh. football knowledge and not for our pristine acoustics. Hold on. You see, you, you, know, said,
2: you said it was because it was more fun to do it here. No. It was more cheap to do it here, and let's be honest, people. You want you want the quality sound? Hey, send us a check. <laughs> you know you don't have to you don't have to, you don't even have to subscribe. Just 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 throw a little little dollar in the bucket. But
1: the truth is, it is more fun to do it here than to be in like a studio in a space. Remember when we were doing the show at first? We we went down. It's more fun to no, was it Because there's a, a fridge I right know, here. I don't, I don't
2: know if he was on this. show. Are you talking about the one that we did in the old Soto East that yeah, downstairs? But just Were the you on that one in the, uh, in the, in the uh, pool room? Where we had then people playing, playing pool next to us. But it's more fun here. Because the
1: fridge is right here. We did get like a studio. It's, it's tough. And the drugs. Yeah, it is the drugs. <laughs>
0: <The, the, laughs> it's mostly
1: the drugs. <laughs> when, 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 when Edie just went and took a lake. Really, he was doing a bump.
3: <laughs>
1: hey. Hey. you great American.
3: <laughs> so Packers at Steelers. This would have been a great Sunday night matchup to watch if we had Aaron Rodgers versus Ben Roethlisberger at home with those two explosive offenses. Would have been great. But now you look at the Packers. They've got no Aaron Jones, likely no Ty Montgomery. Uh, we've got to hear a little bit more news on that to see if he's going to be back. Uh, but if not, I think you can start Jamal Williams as another sort of flex play at running back. Um, and at wide receiver, you can start Let's, Jamal hold Can I ask a
1: question before you go on? I'm sorry. Uh, when, I, when I'm done saying this, I want you to keep going. Isn't, wasn't this the show where you were able to throw in the great game of the week?
2: Oh, right. The, the, the flex, flex, this, yeah, flex show. Why, why are we? Why are we watching this? The, the why Packers and Steelers, the worst
3: team. The against Packers the best can't game. can't fight their way out of a wet paper bag. We tr- like Twitter tried to get the Saints versus Rams. That would have been a great game. Flexed up to the night game, and it just fell short. Like that's, sweet, dumb. that's, that's dumb. That's
2: dumb. That's why
3: you do flex play. The flex play
2: is maybe, now. Maybe they did it. Maybe they left
3: this. But that game time. was originally a noon game. That they moved to 425. So Okay. Uh, get to watch okay. It, a so little bit
2: more primed up. They got primed up. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> but let still. But, but before I'm gonna let you go to Stags too because i just with Stags. I'm gonna let
3: you finish, but before let me say but before,
2: this. Before this is what me and D-Rex do. So I just gotta say this. Like seriously. When you look with Brett Hundley at the helm of this team, besides Jamal Williams, just because there's nobody else there at running back. Like, I just did bitch slap. Through the, the four-week segment in weeks five through eight, Jordy Nelson had nine catches for 97 yards with a touchdown. Uh, Randall Cobb had nine catches for 72 yards with no touchdowns. And? That's um, a four-week period, which maybe we, was only three games for them, but still. No, it's it's, it's, it's the telling. They're, they're, it's not good, Bob. No, it's very it's, telling. telling. <laughs> The and back. the Steelers defense at home, I don't want to. I don't want any part of these guys. I agree.
1: Steelers defense to me pretty much looks like the best defense in the league. Uh, Go on, Jaguars, Jaguars, Jaguars,
3: Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, Jaguars. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're right but you're right. if you want to argue that the Steelers are the second best, I don't have any problems with that. Top three, top <laughs> three. They've, uh, they've, they've shot up. Uh, with the rest of the plays, I think you can maybe play Devonte Adams think you can maybe play Devontae Adams uh, as a you know, wide receiver two slash wide receiver oh, three yeah. flex. Mm-hmm. Uh, the rest of the guys, you're off Jordy, you're off Randall Cobb, you're off anything at tight end. Uh, you're starting Jamal Williams, and I don't think you're, start, or you're starting Jamal Williams cautiously. Yeah. Paying attention to news about Ty Montgomery, just in case, because he could then see a big workload. Because Williams is nothing special. And the scary well, part about
2: minutes. that is that you may not get the news on Montgomery until it's too fucking late because well, it's a 7.30. The thing is, we'll usually get, get
3: the news from Schefter about you know a you guy know. that late's importance early. But if, if you have to wait that late, you shouldn't be waiting that late. But if
2: And if you have to, you better have somebody on the afternoon games that you can play. Otherwise or you're or, or a play or which
1: there are actually some gonna, guys, or I'm Monday right. night someone on the Texans and Ravens which there are potentially some guys in the Ravens that are worthy. Uh, let's go to the Steelers
3: side of it. Get it, get it. Get it. Uh, hey guys, is Ben Roethlisberger any good in prime time?
1: He's good at home too. Yeah, he's
2: pretty
3: good at prime time. He's been, No, we talked about this last week. I think he's pretty fucking good. Pretty in prime good. Time. Pretty.
2: Pretty good. Pretty like,
1: good. Under 300. We right? can talk
3: about narrative street all we want, but Ned Roethlisberger just seems to, when the lights are on, and he's there. Antonio Brown's fucking locked in. Uh, Le'Veon Bell's probably locked in He had a short touchdown recalled Or else he would have had a much bigger game
2: And didn't we talk about that last week Didn't I say I think I called that one That Antonio Brown was just going to get yeah, forced fucking fed And it happened And this is going to be another one Why are you going to You're going you're gonna to force feed Antonio, A.B. and L.B. And it's gonna be LB, AB, LB, AB, that, AB, AB, LB. LB. Those is, are the plays. Did you, how, you see put in a code, code? on yes, a fucking PlayStation? I did. I just, and that was what I'm learning. That's my <laughs> scripted plays. AB, AB, LB, 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 AB, LB LB, 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 LB. That's not the Konami code.
1: code. You're doing Yeah, you're doing a. Are you doing a. That's Left side, left Up, down,
2: up, down. B, A, B, A, B, A, S, D. The question I got for you is how
1: does AB. I feel like he's just blessed. Like, hit the plays that happen. That every yeah. time I see him, it just like seems like he's got. He said it's like the Force. It's like Obi Wan Kenobi. You, the ball is in the air, and right now you are right there. But instead of turning around and making the play that you make every day in practice in your whole life to make you a pro, what's going to happen is you are just going to not do this, and I'm going to
2: catch it. And you, he's at he's at half speed. Everyone else is at regular time. He's experienced things at like where, where you're he's like the guy the going this and he's just like, yeah, he's in the Matrix and he's just moving he around and goes, oh, oh, I can turn and I can make this move well before you and contort it's my weird. body and do
1: whatever I need to do. I gotta be honest, it's weird to me. <laughs> it just seems like the defender all rice. of a sudden has like a brain fart only <laughs> when the ball's in the air from Ben to yeah, A.D. You what, am feels, I wrong? No, no. Here's, it, it you feel
2: like that? here's what it means. He reacts to the ball in the air better than anybody else when moving in one direction. He can, you know, we talked about, like, think about this, think about this, think about this. this. It is. How the Damian Tomlinson, right, could have a defender who is standing right in front of him and can juke him out of his jock, right? How is that possible? It's the same way when a guy has position on Antonio Brown as they're going for the catch. That he just has an extra ability to make that extra move to put, reposition himself ahead of that guy, and that other it. person cannot make any other type of change that he can I at that it. late moment.
1: I get it, but when in these moments, what I'm saying yeah. is it feels like that player all of a sudden is D three. <laughs> that's <laughs> well, all I'm saying, and that's exactly what being a professional player that's guarding that
2: knows. He's got to guard against that. All of a sudden, it's just like, mm. yeah. And, and you know, that's what? all I'm saying. That's pure talent, and that's yeah, and a talent makes you look stupid. Yeah, I guess and you know what? You could be a great, great player. And listen, we all know everyone that's in the NFL dominated everyone every, every step up of the way. But there's just something to be said. Think about this: How many times did you ever see Dion Sanders get burned in his career?
1: Nah, you man. you
2: really on a hand. Yeah. You can
1: count it on a hand. That's because, because you are three. that good Fifth, of a talent. Yeah. Well, here's the one
2: thing I'll say. Uh, let's just move on. Um, let's talk about these players. You're starting Le'Veon Bell all day long. You're starting Ben Roethlisberger. I think we've week. already talked about these guys. Well, no, we didn't go through them. You're starting Antonio Brown, obviously we know. Juju,
3: you're starting him. You? am I'm, Martavius is benched. Uh, no. Are you starting Juju if you think <laughs> Le'Veon gets force-fed... And Antonio Brown, gets worse. Like, yes, because they have to throw the ball to someone
2: other than Levy. Uh, other, other than Antonio Brown, and it's not going to be Jesse James. It's going to be Juju. Do Juju's going to get six targets in this game. He'll get four catches and he'll go for seventy yards and he might score a touchdown. Okay.
1: So should I sit, um,
2: Martavis Bryant? Yes. I'm. He's benched all my. I'm done with him. It's. it's I, I can't. I can't trade him for anything. I can't get anything for him. I just have to eat that shit. What if
3: and I, I'm not starting it, I'm not eating it as a starter. What if I told you that Juju mispracticed today with a hamstring injury? I'm still not starting Martinez. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. <laughs>
2: fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. Fuck him. I love this whole I don't even I don't know if, if
1: that's true. <laughs> I don't
2: know if that's true either, but fuck him anyway. I'm not starting him
1: Monday Night Football. I think this could have been one of the great games if, every, if, if Monday night. If every yeah, <laughs> if everything had stayed right, but um, Texans
2: at Ravens. But right, here's what I'll, here. I'll give you my two bits on the Texans, and I'll turn it over to Stags to give the the full meat on the whole deal. My feeling is Lamar Miller would be your best start. I hate him in this matchup. This is not a Lamar Miller game. I want to play him in. Um, I look at DeAndre Hopkins, I'll take DeAndre Hopkins just because of the goddamn volume that he's gonna get, and I'm fading on Will Fuller, I'm fading on CJ Fedorowitz, and I'm fading on all the rest. Go ahead.
3: Will Fuller's probably not gonna play. So I'm then you're fading even harder opt. <laughs> so then you're looking at, you know, DeAndre Hopkins and Lamar Miller. I'm gonna disagree with you about Lamar Miller okay. the most. Everybody else I don't give a fuck about. Him. Like it's a Tom Savage Land team right. starting the Baltimore Ravens defense. But Lamar Miller, no Don to Foreman. You're volume, man. You're on volume. Yeah, I mean I'm was that the weirdest. That was one of the weirdest. Worst
2: injuries. Worst to he, he finally
1: he, he did made something. the greatest play ever. He's like, Jason, and all of a sudden, like, it didn't
2: seem he like He sold his soul and lost this fucking Achilles. Yeah. No one touches him. You 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 you're like untouched for the three yards and then and then it, it just It was such a weird uh, play football. And it was also it, it was man. almost perfect because again, here's a guy that has been on my waiver wire pickups for uh, weeks yeah. three through weeks uh, t- uh almost until like 2 weeks before when he d- wasn't getting the touches and then he reemerged the double touchdown and the double devil cut to the Achilles. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. That's just
3: sadly <laughs> painful. Oh, like my no, my no. acuity sort of just fucking hurts now. right? Yeah, like.
1: right. <laughs> Whenever I see old Larry Bird videos and, and old games, I'm always like, uh, just I always think about the future when his...
2: But he, do his, you feel the same way about Joe Tysman? When every time you saw an old video of him, you're like, his leg is about to be separated. Well, you know it's going to You know what's going hap- you know to
1: happen tomorrow, just so you know. I've seen the pre... To it. The, the and yeah. and LT yeah. together? L T and LT and lieutenant and Dizeman will be in commercials tomorrow.
3: And did you see the did leg. you see the pro? You want a leg? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Go! But like without Donta Foreman, I think you're starting Lamar Miller. <laughs> Because uh, you're sure he's going to get a big target load. And they're using him in the passing game, and that gives him viability. And you saw that sick touchdown catch a couple weeks ago. That was awesome. And then when they're using him in the passing game, he's got a much higher floor and also a much higher ceiling uh, when he's involved in the pass game. Um, with Tom Savage at quarterback, you know, you got to feed a guy like that because we know who Alfred Blue is. Mm-hmm. He's not Donta Foreman. He's not a guy that can make things happen on his own. He'll get what's blocked for you and maybe power into the end zone. So, Lamar Miller is viable for me, um, even against this tough Baltimore team. But uh, this isn't a game I'm looking forward to watching. I, I'm going to start the Baltimore Ravens defense and not really have any qualms about it. Because rule number one in fantasy football, you start defenses against Tom Savage and profit. Um, like, I I actually
1: uh, Booked a Two on two hoops game They're like The only time I have is during Monday Night Football I, look, I was like hold on Let me see this plan. <laughs> 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 like, I'll be cool. there The only time I could get four on four hoops Was during this game I'm like, all right, yeah, I was like alright yeah I'll, I'll TiVo it And do that all like fast forward Everyone's like moving fast <laughs> I can go through, I can go through a game in about 35 minutes. Holla for a
0: dollar. I got an idea. This might be a little crazy. Crazy's better than nothing. Back in 98, I did a low-budget comedy for Skidamax. Remember it? Remember. Anyway, me and the campers from the uncool camp had to break into the rich girl camp. So what we did... We built a catapult out of logs and underwear, and they shot us over the wall, and we parachuted down.
1: Yeah. Bullshit. Not um, going to work. <laughs> um, Ravens. Let's just start. I mean, obviously, Flacco's going against the easiest pass defense in the world this year. You're still not going to start them. Um, That's probably true. I might
2: start him over Brett Humley though, to QB league Or if you're playing prime time uh, DFS, no. <laughs> no. if you play, if you play the last two games, I, I play if that a lot. You
1: look, you look you then look, you better play Big Ben. Yeah. You look at this guy's numbers. He they, right now the Ravens are number 32 at fantasy points out of the quarterback. <laughs> that <laughs> means the literally top five highest paid play. quarterback. Just can't score fantasy
2: points. So i got to look finish. it up. Before I look it up, how many touchdowns do you, unless you already know, unless you don't, only if you don't How, how many has Flacco thrown on the year? Seven. Seven.
3: Nine. Um, Nine, okay. Um, Joe Flacco, there's this stat on Pro
0: Football. <laughs> Joe
3: Flacco. There's like, this uh,
0: flat stat yeah.
3: on uh, Pro Football reference called any dash one. Uh, Any-A, which is like era-adjusted yards per attempt. Where do I find that? It should be one of the last columns in passing. Anyways, Joe Flacco is on page have The worst passing season in the history of the NFL Uh, for a quarterback who has thrown more than 500 pass attempts in a season. Adjusted net yards per pass attempt. So
2: he has (laughs) been anywhere between... um, uh, oh no, Adjusted yards net yards, yeah, for So he's been anywhere from like five point two to six point six this year. Three point seven. He's so bad. That, like, okay, you realize that like a one point jump in that stat is ridiculous. That's a two point jump
3: in that stat. Look up that stat for players with over five hundred pass attempts.
1: Let's look let's talk while you're doing that, let's talk about this backfield. Yeah. Don't as many,
3: Collins,
2: drink as many Valverdes as I yeah, yeah.
1: Alex Collins, now we got Woodhead back in the mix. There were moments this year where we had Buck was alright. He's done now. I Buck's know, a I fucking mean,
2: fullback now.
1: Yeah, he's done. <laughs> so let's just talk about that because there are
2: some opportunities that are new found. I like Woodhead because look, this is the guy who they wanted to 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 bring in for PPR purposes, okay? Uh, Alex Collins is my, still my, my number one. If you want a running back that's going to get the carries, that's going to get the red zone uh, attempts, Collins is your guy. He's, in the, he's getting 15 to 18 carries a game. Woodhead is going to get more brought into this thing as it goes along, but the problem is that, again, this is an old team. We've talked about this before. Everybody on this team, offense, defense, is old. Woodhead has, still has viability, but I just don't. Alex Collins is your best play.
3: All All right, right, so that's, no. that's the best way I can say You talked you talk yourself into <laughs> I talk to it Collins Collins
2: is your best play I
3: mean now that he's sort of established himself And now that uh, Danny Woodhead has returned It has provided even more clarity Because now they're not giving these attempts To Buck To Buck Allen yeah. They're not feeling like they need to get him involved in drives Because he's the pass catcher They're flat out just saying Hey fuck it Buck I got a position you can play It's called fullback it sucks, Dick. You get no <laughs> fantasy points. <laughs> but Alex Collins is really stepping on it, and if we think the Ravens' defense is going to be able to put a chokehold on Tom Savage, then we think that the running back should also be viable yeah. because he's going to see a lot of opportunities. He scored his first touchdown on the week last week, or last hu- last he Scored his first touchdown of the, on the year last last week, last yeah. week. Um, and his ability to just run between the tackles is great. He's making up chunk yardage in the run game, so I like everything he's able to do as a rusher. He doesn't really have viability as a pass catcher, but then suddenly the week that Danny Woodhead returns, he saw, what, seven targets? Mm -hmm. So all those things make sense. He's not likely to receive seven targets again. Um, But he's going to be involved as the rusher, and he should see 20 attempts in this game. So he should at least rack up 80 yards and maybe a touchdown. So I like his fantasy viability in standard leagues. In PPR leagues, he's a guy I would downgrade for his pass-catching ability and go up with Danny Woodhead. So, yeah, I think Danny Woodhead's viable because when you have an... Uh, a net adjusted yards per attempt of 3.7. That must mean you throw it to your fucking running backs the whole fucking game. <laughs> so let me ask you a question. Check down.
2: Check down. I, check. Love, I love to ask this question. So, gun to your head, is there any chance that you would start any Baltimore
3: Raven wide receiver yes. this week? And who would it be? I'd start both Jeremy Macklin and Mike Wallace because I'm a sick, deranged individual. <laughs> uh, I, I love, love
0: you. Yeah! Thanks. Happy Thanksgiving!
2: Black Thursday, Black. Wednesday. Yeah, I'm blacked out for till Thursday. <laughs> I
3: love that's it. It's usually, usually the hope, but the reasons I would start—I'm gonna fucking bring it back. We're bringing it back. Go ahead. Bring please. it. The podcast isn't fucking ending. Let's go. This is the song that never ends. <laughs> uh, fucking. You look at Macklin and you look at uh, Mike Wallace. (laughs) They've both been getting more involved as of late. They have a great matchup going up against the Houston Corners. You're looking at guys like Jonathan Joseph, uh, and they are just not playing as well as they've been playing before. You know Kevin Johnson's been beat up, and they're just beat up in the secondary to where they're allowing so many fantasy points to opposing wide receivers that both these guys are viable. Brashad Perriman now on the bench means they don't have this guy they're thinking about feeding and you're left with like guys like Michael Campanaro and Chris Moore who they don't give a fuck about. So you can feed <laughs> your out to, your two outside receivers or sure. outside inside a little bit more because you don't have these other guys to go to. And you know Ben Watson's been making one or two plays a game, not fantasy viable, but I,
2: Can we agree though that this is the oldest fucking team in the NFL? I don't know if actually true, true, ex- true, but well, no. I agree. This is, this is what I mean. I agree. Skill position-wise... That's what I'm saying. Skill position-wise, they're as old as Flacco to doctor. Wallace to Macklin, you know, you're young at, at running back because you have nobody, but Woodhead... <laughs> like, yeah. Who's Who's my age? Um, you're giving up on Perriman who's now a third-year guy. It's like, think about that draft. The thing think is, he always track. looked
3: like he was 47 years old anyway. Yeah. Know, but does that like fucking makes sense. <laughs> think about,
2: think about, I know, but, I know. But, I know but, that's a good. One. High five. But think about that draft Dread, too. had he,
1: he dreads like Jerry back <laughs> oh, in, at the end of. They his were draft. bad. Yeah, it's like receding hairline no dreads hair and you're 23. <laughs>
2: But that draft, you had Kevin White, you had Amari Cooper, and you had um, Brashad Perriman. Just not that was supposed to be one of the greater wide receiver drafts, and it ended up being one of the worst bust drafts of all wide receiver, wide receiver bust drafts of all time. Ugh. I mean, Cooper is still good, and I'm still saying we believe in Cooper. But but John Cooper, like pretty much, was Stephon Diggs in that class. Or oh, was he know. a year before? I don't know. So he might have been a year before. It, it's just not a lot of. It would just not and, not the top talent did not come through. And we will
1: in eight or nine months hear about how Kevin White is
2: feeling good for another great. team. He's going to be on the Bears. I will tell you they're not going to. Why? I, I, unless they, they have one more year left I on the contract. has got. It. I think they do four year contracts
1: yeah. on those rookies. Well, then you might one more year. Here's what here's here's how we're gonna end this. You know what? We've talked about all these games and you guys listened to us for three hours some weeks. Mostly three and a half hours. uh, We've been better. We've been 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 better. better. We've been We've been better. But we wanna celebrate you guys and we want to wish you a happy Thanksgiving. One thing I'm going to talk about is we've got an exciting show coming up, the 300th episode. And that is what we basically planned on doing is we are going to do that starting. We're we're going to do our show regularly and then show 300 is going to be a Saturday show that we're going to start in the morning and we are going to
0: get...
3: Fucked up It should be a year end review show It's a year too. end review show With But a it's a real
1: Special, get- wow. special yeah.
0: appearance
1: Yeah, we might be. We're trying to get a dogmatica. We'll probably talk to Waz. I hope Waz will show up too. We'll just run a train. uh, By the way, uh, it's just going to be be a party. We're going to (laughs) talk year end. But it might be. It might even break our five hour 200th episode. We're literally at the end. So I should Uber Uber here. Uber. Oh, Uber. Damn don't right, you do it, don't, don't drive, don't drive. drive. <laughs> we're going to be doing shots of tequila, shots oh. of, ge- it's going to be a real, we're going to pay up on bets with shots of tequila. Oh, yes. hello. Whatever it is, we are going to do it. I think Dogmatica, hopefully, I, obviously, I, I hang out with him all the time still
2: through our kickball championships, seven timers. I saw a post that he put, like, with these people getting arrested at the uh, Lincoln Memorial, I want to know, was he in, was, what, what? no, cause there was a dude that had the long hair that looked like him that was saying, my shoulder, my shoulder, and I'm like, is that Doug Maddox? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doug Maddox has
1: the <laughs> long hair, he's got a mullet. <laughs>
2: no, but this looked like, it looked like, cause this was from the summer, so I was like, maybe this was Doug man he, he posted it, but he didn't tag himself, so I don't know. Here's was you? Yeah. <laughs>
3: that
1: we got a out. big show coming up for 300 Blow and it we're doing it on a Saturday it's we're gonna do our shows regularly this no sound bites yeah yeah, yeah okay, no sound
2: bites at all okay. No. okay
1: and there will be a lot of music too it'll be like last week okay. literally I think we're... first take a big step back and literally fuck
2: your own face Sorry, I had to bring that one back
1: no I agree with that fullheartedly. We're going to shut this party down. I love you guys. Tell them about the music. Yeah, we, we Oasis. We started out with uh, cigarettes and alcohol. We're about to close this motherfucker out with Columbia. And, uh, you know, this stuff definitely may be one of the great albums of all time. You know I'm a Britpop guy. I love that British music and... Um, I always thought that one of the things when we started Pyro, I always wanted to be the Verve, the Oasis, we always wanted to be an, have an edge and be more of a fuck you to the rest of the industry. And we've done that, and then we've become better friends of the industry. Go fuck yourself. And we're happy to be friends of the industry, but we're always going to be a, an irreverent component of the fantasy industry. This nation owes you a huge debt. Let's close it out. We love you. We hope you have a great Thanksgiving. Remember that a year ago everyone was protesting the uh, XL pipeline in South Dakota and this yep. year there is a huge spill burst. in was- South Dakota. So sorry it's not political it's just commonsensical Quit being fucking idiots. Let's go to wind. Let's go to solar. Let's do this. We love you. We thank you for joining us on this. Uh, let me get this down. Go for it. We love you guys. Have a great Thanksgiving. Eat a ton of turkey. What? <laughs> Who did for I it. a nice question. Who is this? Would you play the fucking Oasis
2: Columbia song? No, I didn't have to play I want to get big. You were asking questions. I, just, I was asking questions. I was studying I mean, like on. four days. I it's Black Wednesday. Let's
1: go. We love you guys. <laughs>
0: Pacific bullshit power play you're trying to pull here, Jack. is so whatever you're thinking, you better think again, otherwise I'm gonna have to head down there, and I will rain down on a godly fucking firestorm upon you. You're gonna have to call the fucking United Nations to get a fucking binding resolution to keep me from fucking destroying you.